Time and it's transfer deadline day. Benjamin Inketia here. You are live on City 97.3 FM. We'll be live on City TV in a bit. It's the deadline day show. It's a short way I go to get a roundup of all the big transfers that have happened this window. What is likely to happen today on deadline day? The moves, um, the delays, the collapses, the drama, everything is live here on 97.3. My good friends are in studio here with me. Daniel Cranting, aka Cousin Pogs, is here. Coach. Christopher Nimli, the rabbi, and Susu Graham. Of course, just like we do, we cannot start this one without a prayer from the rabbi. As you know, Dennis Zakaria <coughs> is heading to Chelsea. Will Mohamed Kudus be able to force through a move to Everton? A lot is happening. Rabbi, please oh. uplift us. Yo, I got home, home, don't come Anthony, Daniel, let me start off with you and let's begin from where the action is fresh. Dennis Zakaria. Um, I think this guy moved a few a season and a half ago to Juventus. It was in January. Literally. Now we hear that Dennis Zakaria is on the verge of joining Chelsea Football Club on a season-long loan deal. Wow. I, I, I didn't see this coming from anywhere. This morning, they were pursuing Alvarez, I believe, uh, of Ajax Football Club. Ajax say that strike or no strike, nobody is going anywhere again. And, and the Dutch window has closed because there was an issue with the Dutch window. So they mm. somehow set their window to close a day before the rest of Europe. So it meant that Dutch clubs are very reluctant to sell yeah. today because they can't get a replacement. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. So yeah. that's probably why Ajax said their window ended yesterday mm-hmm. with the Dutch window. They're not going to do any outgoing. So that's probably what played into it. And in Zakaria's case, Paredes has joined Juventus from PSG. They mm. play the same position. Mm. So someone has come in. So it made sense for him to move. But that's the I, that's the Dutch club situation. So I, I don't expect to see much movement outgoings from Dutch clubs so mm. I, I mm. think Mohamed Kudus will be staying based on that. We'll be getting to that in a bit. Daniel, let's let's zoom in on the Dennis Zakaria move. Uh, first of all, like I always like to do, for, for those who don't know who Dennis Zakaria is, I'm sure Chelsea fans especially are very eager to know what kind of player they are getting. How did they move from Alvarez, uh, who plays for Ajax, to Zakaria, who just joined Juventus in January? What kind of player will they be getting in the Swiss International? Um... Look, let, let, me, let me start from the top. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Chelsea waited till deadline day to start looking for a defensive midfielder. Mm. Um, at the start of the window, when Dongomi started, 
Remember, I spoke about the fact that you can't plan a season around um, Ngolo County. Yeah. His injury problems were glaring. Chelsea started suffering from the tail end of last season. And if you look at his fitness issues, coupled with Kovacic also, Chelsea needed to refresh the midfield. And I thought that would be one of the areas that they would be looking at. In fact, they, if you look at their squad at the end of last season, they needed quite a number of reinforcements throughout the pitch. They needed a number nine. Um, but at the start of the window, because Lukaku was retaining, yeah. I didn't think they would loan him back. I thought they would let him try another season. But once he went, it means they, need, they needed to replace him in the, in the midfield also, which I, I thought was very telling because yeah. I'm of the view that if you have good cover, if you have a very good defensive midfield, it helps out the defense a lot. And Chelsea's defense was exposed a lot more times at the tail end of last season where Ingolo Kante and Kovacic started having their injury problems. So I'm surprised they left it till the last day to start looking. And if you look at the caliber of um, DMs that they were going for, they started with Alvarez, a yeah. top, top defensive midfielder, Ajax. We know him from Ten Hag's days. And he's so important to their system. It, it was almost impossible for Ajax to let him go, especially as Susu has explained, the Dutch window ending yesterday, meaning that Ajax would not have the opportunity to replace him. That wasn't going to happen. Then um, they jumped on to, to, to Zakaria. Now, Zakaria is young. Interesting thing is that Man United actually had the opportunity to sign him I remember. in January. Yeah. They passed up that, that opportunity. Um, thank you very much, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You're not serious. And um, he went to Juventus. His time at Juventus has been a bit patchy. He's not been able to get that consistent run. But he has the, he has the ability. And I will judge him from his time in the Bundesliga. Top de uh, defensive midfielder. His reading of the game is excellent. And he's also one of those DMs who is good on the ball. He has yeah. the, the basic ability to see a pass and give it. His awareness is also very good. So Chelsea are getting it. By his profile, he's certainly going to be, or certainly the type of player that Chelsea needs. Mm. But if I go back a year by this time, um, Chelsea left it late again. And I'm saying this because it's like it's a recurring theme. Yeah. Even at the start of last two seasons, Chelsea knew they needed to refresh their midfield. They left it till the last day to go for Saul Niguez, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Saul Niguez never kicked off, and he's been uh, sent back to his parent team. Now Chelsea have left it again to the last day to uh, Denis Zakaria. And you see, this is in this sort of position, if you are not coming in with the reputation of of a top defender, if you've not done it over and over and over again, and you are now coming to learn your trade, you need a preseason. You need time to settle and gel with your with your teammates. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm. I'm a bit skeptical about the fact that will he be able to straight away walk into this yeah. Chelsea team and give them what they need? Because you've seen them trying. They've, look, they've gone with Jorginho and Gallagher. Mm -hmm. they've, now Gallagher has been uh, red carded. Now, you don't know who is going to do that defensive work in, in, in the midfield. And I think that's why they've brought Zakaria. So I'll not be surprised if they throw him into the free right from the beginning. But as to whether it will work, I'm a bit skeptical. And we also know the Premier League. If you start poorly, it could easily go against you. If you start with one or two bad games, just like Saul did, confidence will be shot. And um, how is he going to recover? So that's where my concern is. But in terms of profile, he's a player I like very much. He's young. Um, if Chelsea had signed him permanently, I would say yeah. it would make perfect sense. But the fact that it's a loan deal, yeah. um, it's a bit dicey. But let's hope that he, he's able to do the job for Tuchel's side. God. It's don't call me time. It's don't call me time. Chelsea fans, let me know what you make of Dennis Zakaria to Chelsea. It's a loan deal with a £30 million option to buy. It's not mandatory. Uh, there's a potential five-year contract also to be signed based on how Chelsea feel about it. Hey.
let me know what you think in fact before i even get into other things coach you see you have been making this promise to united fans until today frankie de young it's deadline day yeah the frankie side of town is dead silent uh, like I've said, and I've always been very consistent, I said, if there's going to be a movement, mm. he will come home. The boy has decided he won't move. And of course, he's also decided that he's not going to cut his pay. And at the end of the day, it is the people at Barcelona who we need to sort it out. But one thing that is sure, that the boy is aware that my United are very much interested in him. Mm-hmm. How old is he? 25 years? Yeah. United will usually go back. It happened with Jaden Sancho. United went back. They got their man. We just uh, uh, saw Sancho score a beautiful goal against Leicester City. This Franklin De Jong thing, yeah. unless he decides to stay. I've always said that. If he decides to stay, so be it. But where there's going to be a competition with another team as to who gets him. Yes, cash. Once there's cash, you don't have any problem at all. He will come home. And the relationship he has with Ten Hag, I'm sure it has gotten to the stage where he's personally, passionately told Ten Hag that, look, I personally don't think it is time for me to go or for me to leave. But you get my word on this. I said, when I decide I want to go, you'll be, the, you'll be given the first opportunity to say no. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that is where it has gotten to. But having said that, he hasn't come. He remains back. At Barcelona, it doesn't mean my United didn't do whatever it is. Look, everything was on the table. United had agreed a deal with Barcelona in principle. That deal was there. United had agreed, um, had agreed uh, uh, his wages with his agent. Everything was set. All that needed to happen was for Frankie to say, yeah, I think it is time. I want to go. But he couldn't say that. He came with the fact that his fiancée loves the place. She, she, she wants to be in Catalan. He yeah. just bought a new house and all that. Less than six months, he doesn't really see himself leaving. But at the end of the day, he's, he's decided to stay. And uh, at the end of the day, if you look at the player like Cristiano Ronaldo, he wanted to leave from the way things have happened. He's also decided. So these things don't happen. But like I said, if there's going to be any movement about Frankie de Jong, he will come home. No team in the world will go and compete and win that battle. Let me just say something small mm. on Zachary. Nice one. Look, he's a good player. I'm not going to say this, he's not a good player. But he's got a very bad injury record. That must be put on, 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 on record as well. Because you remember that he sustained this very threat, career-threatening injury in Germany. That has actually slowed him down till now. And I'm sure Juve... I think they bought him for close to 6 million euros or so, somewhere in very, January. Very cheap. Very cheap. And I'm sure Juve, for, for Juve to have told themselves that, look, in less than a year, you are still not an integral part from, for, for the coach who decided to bring you in, mm-hmm. then that, in my view, sends a signal to whoever has gone in for him. Mm-hmm. Cranty did so well when he spoke about Chelsea's inability to get the problem solved ahead of time. They've waited, they've waited, they've waited. Zachariah, what they've thought of, nobody saw this coming, isn't it? Nope. We just woke up this morning. Zachariah is a second option, actually. So they wanted Alvarez from, uh, from Ajax. From Ajax. So I think it, the, the thing started kicking off somewhere around 12 midday mm-hmm. when it was very clear that Ajax would not let go of Alvarez. Then they said, look, we need to get another option. Because constantly they've been reminded that, look, Igolo Kante, if he's fit, he's the best in the world. 
But he's gotten to the stage where his game has to evolve. And for Kante, you can help me out in this as well. I think the coach of Igolo Kante is not helping the young man. I think the time has come for them to have to now begin to restrict yeah. what he does as a player. Because that is the only... If he's going Remember, to Chelsea fans were happy about forward-moving Kante. Yes. But Ball advancing Kante. We saw the other day. Nobody kicked him off. He just stretched. And the thing came. And he's gone out. What thing is that? Include Rono. Then Queen came. Now he's gone out. You don't want that to happen. It is there. It's not going to go away yeah. because of the sort of uh, um, game he plays, the way he tends to exert his energy, everything into it. So the time has come for them to restrict the way uh, whatever he does as a player. But on Zakaria, look, if they can keep him fit, mm. I repeat, if they can keep him fit and get him to, 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 to acclimatize to the intense nature of the EPL, I think they've bought a very, very solid and imposing yeah. DM because he physically he's strong. He's very good with his passes. He's very good on the ball. And he's a team player. He reads the game very, very well. So it's a move I will personally don't comment on condition that he stays fit. Mm. But from the way Igolo Kante is behaving, I just hope and pray that he will not infect because he's also coming with his own problem. That Kante. is the problem. But... Zakaria moves. Don't go Let's stay with Chelsea. Susu Graham, what do we know about Aubameyang to Chelsea Football Club? This move seemed like it was off like a few days ago. It looks like it's almost been completed as things stand out. Just give us an update on that. As you can see, I'm, I'm monitoring the interwebs and the latest information is... You mean monitoring? I'm monitoring, oh, monitoring and evaluating. So the latest news seems like he's done his medical... And now they're just waiting on the Marcos Alonso side. Remember, it's a swap deal, so both contracts need to be signed. But it looks like everything is done. He's just doing his medical, and it looks like the deal will go through. So Chelsea have picked him up. And just a note for Arsenal fans, you've also picked up a small fee as part of it because there was a clause in his free transfer contract to Barcelona that any potential sell on Arsenal got a percentage. So Arsenal have also benefited financially from this move. Lovely. So it's £10 million from what I'm getting. Um, £10 million which will be paid um, as part of that particular swap deal. And then Marcos Alonso will head in the other direction. Daniel, let's talk about Liverpool and Arthur Melo. I personally don't like this move. I think Arthur is a cheap move. I think Liverpool have been backed into a corner to to do this particular deal. Uh, a, a few seasons ago, he was a decent player, but he's not lived up to all the hype that initially came up with him. Ben, quickly before I go to Arthur Melo, okay. this uh, Obama Young transfer, again... It's interesting how Chelsea have left it till the last day to go for an obvious one, to address an obvious problem that they had in their team. Mm. And the interesting thing about this transfer is it is not a progressive fix. It is not a sustainable fix. Aubameyang is 33. Let's say give and take two seasons for Chelsea and they'll be back in the, the, in the market for, for another forward. They spent 114 million euros on Lukaku. They spent... Uh, over £60 million pounds on Timo Werner only to sell him back. And none of these forwards have, have worked out. None of these uh, purchases have worked out. And then it was very obvious. Lukaku left what? In the first two, three weeks of the transfer window. And they've left it. They knew they needed a striker. We've heard rumours about Chelsea chasing a striker here and there, here and there. And the fact that it's taking the last day for them to address it is also another problem. Because when you see these signs manifesting over and over again, it, it, it starts to raise questions about the, the, 
capabilities and abilities of the of the guys in charge and whether they they understand what the the, the, the job is because it's, it's it's very problematic Chelsea have now lost how many two games so far this yeah. season they are struggling to score goals it's all over the place and now a player who is not suited to play the role is being blamed for something that he's not so, in more 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 or less not supposed to be doing in Kai Havertz now th- that burden is on him and it's a bit unfair they needed to get a striker much earlier yes Aubameyang is quality Yes, he's a top-class striker. But how long will he be able to give Chelsea his best? Are his best years still with him as a stance at 33? We wait to see, and we hope that Chelsea have got this right. But for, for Atamelo, it's very funny. Because, and, and I'll, 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 I'll pin this on Klopp. He has played down the need to get an extra midfielder for the past, what, two months. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious, even from last season, that Liverpool needed an extra midfielder. If you remember last year, deadline, deadline, don't come in. I spoke about the fact that it pained me that Liverpool didn't go for Kamavinga. Yep. That thing, look, Liverpool's need for a midfielder has been there for, I think, two or three seasons. Exactly. They made a big mistake with Naby Keita. It's not working. I don't know why Liverpool are insisting. And every season, at the start of every season, they are insisting and hoping and praying that he stays fit. He's not going to stay fit. He's past it. Thiago Alcantara is past it. His the mileage it has caught up with him he will consistently get injured it will happen and you see it's normal as you grow these things happen Liverpool have had to refresh and some way somehow they've not done it can you believe uh, uh, Oxley Chamberlain is still on their books it's very surprising Atamelo is basically like Naby Keita in terms of injury and inconsistency it is very look it's 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 a loan deal panic buy on the last day is he going to be able, I understand it's a stopgap uh, um, try and uh, fix for this situation. But what quality is he bringing? One, I've already mentioned, when you are, he's an already inconsistent player. He has injury issues. He's been out of form for like two years. He's walking to a team that is already five games into a Premier League season, a team that is struggling already per Liverpool standards. How is he going to add something positive to this team? It's, It's very disturbing. And it's very funny that this is happening to Liverpool because we know them in the past to plan um, their transfer, is, their, their business is so well done. Look at how they signed um, some, even Darwin Nunes at the start of this window. Look at how they signed uh, Jota. Look at how they signed uh, um, somebody like Fabinho. They identified the problem like Man City. Quickly, they get in the fix. But for them to leave such a key position at the midfield so late in the transfer window to try and fix. I just, look, I, I honestly think they are wasting money on, on, mm-hmm. on Arthur Melo because will he even be fit in the first place? And if he's fit, does he have the quality that Liverpool requires to challenge? I don't think so. Atamelo, I want no don't call me. I want no don't call me from Daniel Susu. I disagree a bit in the sense that his profile is one that only Thiago has in their midfield. I understand he's not as good. He doesn't have that quality. But when you think of the, te- the way he plays and he can calm the tempo and run the tempo of the team, Liverpool don't have another midfielder that does that. When Henderson does it, you can see there's a clear difference. I believe that part of the reason Athamelo makes sense on a level is that the drop-off between him and Thiago would not be as big in the sense that he can play that similar way and give them that similar style of play when Thiago is not fit. Daniel is right. He's not as reliable. He's not very consistent. But he's not there to be a starter. The idea is that when Thiago plays his 30, 35 games this season, the other 15 20 games you miss. Atamelo will step in. Is Thiago going to be able to play 30, 35 games I mean, this season? he's been doing it. He, he gets in and out, but he usually gets up to that number. So, if you put it that way, that you know that he's only going to come and play maybe the 20, 25 games max, 
it's a sensible transfer in that sense. But Daniel is right about the planning aspect. They should have bought a midfielder like that a long time ago and got a higher quality option. But in terms of the profile he's coming to fit and play in the team, it's a smart move. It's just that they could have done better than Athamelu. But in principle, I don't see the problem in the transfer. Get uh, look. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, just quick, quick thoughts this that. Athamelu thing, I think, once again, Jorgen Klopp have disappointed me tremendously. Um, I think he should have... He saw the problem coming and he, by his very high standard as a manager who knows who tend to identify the problem of the early, team yeah. early and immediately try and get it fixed. I'm shocked that it took on the last day for them to go for a player again nobody saw coming, isn't it? Yeah. Because look, on the books of Liverpool, I'm sure Atamelo was presented to, to them this morning mm-hmm. and they look at the situation. What exactly does he offer? That is where I tend to agree with Sosue Bet. He's very, very calm in possession. But he will need to find a way to adjust to the English P, um, Premiership. This is a move, in my view, that would have been successful if he had gone through the preseason with Liverpool and understand how the machine works. Because this is a machine that once it is sparked on and it starts going, it can match up to any demand of the EPL. Now, if you are bringing in a player who is expected to walk into the team because of the injuries to Thiago, Naby Keita, and the inefficiency and effectiveness of James Milner and Co., then he should be inclined with the tempo of the machine, with the speed of the machine, with the intensity of the machine. But as it stands, Atamelo, I don't remember the last time he had a very good run, even in the Juve team. Oh, no, he's barely played. He's barely played. In and out. He's very, so now, very without any proper preseason, and with the fact that if you look at the pace that has been set, yeah. Liverpool, as we speak, are how many points of the lead? Is it seven or nine? Yeah. They are that points of the lead. So if they are already playing catch-up, you want to bring in somebody who walk into the team and begin to get your team to move on the ascendancy. Yeah. Not for them to be retrogressing at all. So, again, club has shocked me. So, it is sort of, we are hoping it works. Yeah. It is not about hope. The people at the This blue point side, is beyond hope. Yes. The yeah. people at the blue side of Manchester, they have done their business. Yeah. They have mm. done their business. And you can see that the thing is already beginning to pay. They are reaping the benefit of having to do their business early. So, for me, no, I don't go. think I would don't come in this because... No, don't call me for Arthur Mello. Liverpool fans, let me know what you think, but let me get to my message box in a bit. We'll talk about a few moves that are also still happening. Abdul Moumin Khalid. That's Ghana's Abdul Moumin Khalid. He used to play his football for Vittoria Guimaraes just a few hours ago. He's moved to the Spanish La Liga. We'll be getting to that in a bit. Baba Rahman. Back to Reading. So let me get to my message box. This one here is from Ali inside Winneba North Campus. He says, hi, Ben and team. You guys are doing a great job. Kudos. Chelsea signing Zakaria is one of the best deals this window. Richard from Danfa says, Zakaria will make perfect sense if he remains fit. He has a very poor injury record. The Lambert from Dodoa 
Uh, says, good evening, Ben and team. Please, I have a question. Can't United have a mutual agreement with Phil Jones, terminate his contract and part ways? Tell you, know, the deadline is this Phil Jones' money that you're the, thinking the, about. The key word there is mutual. <laughs> I don't think Phil Jones will want to give up. He doesn't want to That leave. paycheck is too good. And like I've always said, like coach always says, there's cash. When it comes to United, payments will not delay. Simple. How Charlie? Everybody choose some. You mean there's cash? <laughs> so Jones can enjoy for the last year. How <laughs> Charlie? Simple. Hard. This one here is from Kulusevsky. He says there was cash when Chelsea stole Mikel and Robin from the jaws of United. History shall repeat itself. Oh. Hmm. This one is from Josh from Amman from says true meaning of life no balance is when Zakaria is being loaned out to another team, but Fred is a first team player at United. We United should have bought Zakaria. So that's a United fan there. Prince Henry from Koforidia says, I think Zakaria and Obama Young to Chelsea will help us a lot. Congrats to United for their win tonight. Ajayao from North Kaneshi says, Tuku doesn't know how to buy players. It's evident and we can see it. I understand he wants Depay to add to Obama Young. I'll give you an update on Memphis in a bit. He doesn't know what he wants. So Kofi now from Twitter says that Willian, Levin Kuzawa, Carlos Vinicius, Dan James to Fulham. That's quite interesting. But trust Marco Silva. Every rusty metal will turn into gold. Fulham is here to stay. We'll get into Fulham in a bit. Fulham and Nottingham Forest. I will get into them specifically in a bit because Nottingham Forest are doing an absolute madness with their transfer window so far. Knee from Fertilizer says, Good evening, boss. See, don't worry. Liverpool owners and Klopp not be serious. One bit. How can you put your trust in Navigator, Ox and Milner? It's like putting your trust in the Ghanaian economy. Guys are dropping bars. Let's get to another move that has garnered a lot of interest. Mohamed Kudus rejected bid to Everton. So this morning, we heard that um, Everton presented a £15 million bid to Ajax. And like Susu explained, the Dutch uh, Eredivisie closed their transfer window a day before uh, this one is closing. So uh, they say that nobody's moving. And this morning, um, Alvarez also decided that he won't go to training. Kudus didn't go to training yesterday. So it looks like that has become the measure of strike at Ajax. But they say that, uh uh-uh. Kudus is not going anywhere. Daniel, um, there were a lot of conversations around, especially yesterday when Kudus decided not to train. What do we know about that particular situation and what's the update on Kudus now? So he was bent on leaving. Um, he's not happy about the lack of playing time. He's not. He doesn't seem convinced. He had discussions with the um, Ajax board at the start of the season where they assured him that as the season progressed, um, he would get his time. He was part of their plans. But based on what has happened in the opening uh, four or five weeks of the season, he's not convinced that he's, he's in their plans. And you can understand from the player's point of view because there have actually been openings and opportunities where Ajax's talk should have been matched by, by their actions. In, in that, um, we saw Anthony go on strike. He missed two games. Um, if you looked at the Ajax attacking setup, one would have thought that Kudus would slot into that number 10 and then uh, Berghaus will go out, out wide. That didn't happen. Kudu still remained on the bench. He's had a, uh, just 29 minutes of football this season, and that is not the best. So, yes, the player was bent on moving. Um, his agents had spoken to Everton. Everton were mm-hmm. interested, but it was down to the clubs agreeing a fee, and Ajax were adamant. Once the window was open, they were not going to get a replacement. They were certainly not going to let him go. And um, 
that's also because of the nature of this season. Um, it's a long Eredivisie season. There's a cup. Ajax are playing the Champions League. There's a World Cup in between. So they, they need quality and they need a large squad. And from their point of view, that is why they were not um, they did not allow um, Kudus to, to, to leave this particular window. So Kudus missed training yesterday. There were reports he also missed training today in a bit to force the move. And in fact, had not just him, but Alvarez also decided to go on strike. He looked at the, the Ajax players. They noticed that when um, Lissandro Martinez wanted to go to United, he went on strike. When Anthony wanted to go to United, he went on strike and he got his way. So it looked like the Ajax players were following suit. But they don't read Van der Sar. I'm telling you, <laughs> unfortunately for them, the last two um, players who went on strike, their, their wishes were not granted. So yes, it looks like Kudus will stay. But look, for just from an analysis point of view, I, I, I understand the player. But as to whether the Premier League is the right move for him, I've, I've sat there and I've thought about things and I don't think it's, it's, it, it is the right move. I think it's a blessing in disguise for him to stay at Ajax. Mm. Um, Instead of joining Frank Lampard. Is it not, not Frank Lampard, the Premier League at this okay. point in okay. time. Um, we already know he has issues with physicality. He's had a very poor injury record in the past couple of seasons. You don't want to come into a league that is, first of all, very intense, second of all, very physical, and then third of all, it has no room for error, especially where Everton are. You can't come in and have a, a grace period and try to warm yourself up in there. You have to hit the ground running and get things started from the go. And um, I don't think he's, he's ready for that intensity. I feel like staying Ajax, and I've, I've spoken of how long this season is. The Champions League is starting, what, next week? Mm -hmm. There will be cup games in between. You can easily start. You, you'll get your time. Yeah. By all means, your time will come. As to whether you get enough minutes that satisfy you as, as a player, that is... We, we, that is all, there's always a debate to that. But you get your game time. And the World Cup will come. You are by all means going to the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Just remain fit. Stay fit. After the World Cup, you can continue to fight. Look, and if you look at the Ajax squad, I, I just know that per his quality, he will get his opportunity. And once he's on the pitch for longer periods of time, he can show the quality that he has and prove his point to Ajax that he deserves to a, a starting spot. The Premier League move, no, I don't, I don't think not now. Because look, let's also be honest, mm -hmm. Kudus hasn't proven himself in the air, that yeah, area. He yep. He's been very patchy. We know that he has the potential, but just when he starts to pick, then he gets injured. And it's happened um, first season when he joined. He got that injury against Liverpool. He was ruled out for the rest of the season. Then last season also started. He was playing good. He came for the World Cup qualifiers, injured his rib, was ruled out for months. So it's not really gone his way in terms of that. So you don't want to come to the Premier League in a rush when yeah. you've not finished your development in the area divisie and then come and because we've seen players come we've seen moves like that yeah. um, guys who have picked one season they come to the Premier League or they come on the big stage then they get missing and all of a sudden their career goes downhill so I think he should take his time he's 22 stay at Ajax continue to fight you have the quality yeah. you will get your opportunities when that happens and you establish at least one or two good seasons at Ajax, then you'll be ripe and ready for the Premier League. He shouldn't make the Premier League. Ripe and ready. Coach, let me go, let me get to your United, since we are on the Ajax conversation. These days, Ajax and United are like Siamese twins. Your United, I mean, are you happy with the business you've done? Is there more coming in or you think that at this point, Ten Hag has what he takes or what he needs to succeed? I think for now, the only player that personally I would have wanted Oh, add to the jigsaw would have been Frankie de Jong. The one he's not coming. And then I was hoping that my United could have done something about Memphis, the situation. But 
the, the young man some few minutes ago just tweeted that he's decided to stay at Barcelona for now. So maybe if there's going to be any move, then we'll look at it in general. But having said so, look, if you are united, mm -hmm. you brought in Malasia, you brought in Martinez, Casimero, Anthony, player we are yet to see, and then who? Christian Eriksen. Look at the difference all these guys mm -hmm. have added to the United starting eleven. Malaysia has taken over from Luxor. Martinez completely gotten rid of the size 50 man. Then there's Ericsson in midfield who sat, who's sat Fred on the bench and he's controlling and detecting the temple of games. Definitely. Um, um, Anthony will walk straight into this team on one side of the flank. So Ten Hag has brought in players. That pair, their quality, looks very better than those who were there. So you expect the thing to progress or to go in the right direction. And for Casimero, I mean, we, we just saw him, isn't it? The yeah. class is clear. His reading of the game, his anticipation, his passing, his one-touch movement, everything is absolutely brilliant. This is an established leader, somebody who knows how to ground up and win football games, basically. That's what he does. He's done that for the past nine to ten years. Okay? So, Tenag has brought in players that has taken you United to the next level. Are they up to the level of a man? City? Are you up to the next level yet? Of course. Far better than last season. Okay. That's what I mean by the next level. But are they up to the level of Man City? I don't think so. Can they sustain, like, have a good run and put some pressure on Man City? I don't think so. But apart from Man City, from the way Jorgen Klopp, also Mikel Arteta, yes, he's done five out of five. But even the Arsenal supporters themselves are aware that this Sunday we are going to test them and test them good. Can you imagine Casemiro going into Odegaard? He won't come again, and that is going to slow them down. So as for Arsenal, they are well. They've done so so far so very good. I was telling them that when you did 49, we stopped you with cheeky ease. So you cheeky doing ease. five has, has that doesn't shake even the 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 the, 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 the one single roof at Old Trafford on Sunday because we are going to rock them and rock them with intense. Is it, you mean rock them good? With, good with intense on Sunday. They Ooh. are aware of that. So Ten Hag has has bought in players, and like I've always said, if there is. There's this Brazilian left-footed magician. Since we are there, Anthony, Anthony, oh, Anthony, Anthony, oh, Anthony, 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 oh, hundred million, Anthony. Wow, wow. Hey, he's a ball. Anthony, Anthony, oh, Anthony, 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 don't come in that Anthony move. You have to. Yeah. Don't come in it ten times. Oh, Charlie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Anthony. Charlie, hundred million. I am telling you. We will keep our eyes on him, though. Sunday, mm. he will be unleashed. On. Oh my goodness. Oh, Charlie. The likes. Who is there? Is that Jinjenko or who? No more. I'm telling you. Look. You mean they will drip from their nostrils? From their nostrils. I'm telling Like I said on scorecard, zero. I'm happy he has stayed. He needs some few more games to bring himself back to his level of fitness. There will be more crosses into the box. There will be proper headers into the back of the net of the opponent. 
I don't call me Anthony. Mm. I don't call me Erickson. Mm. I don't call me Casimero. Mm. I don't call me Malasia. Mm. And I don't call me the butcher. Oh my goodness. The butcher. The, the butcher. butcher. The butcher. The butcher. Can I, can mm. I ask, root? Can I ask you a question? Why? Quick one, quick one. Go ahead. Do you, who do you think has had the best window in England? Do you think it's Manchester United? No, I don't think so. So where would you rank Manchester United with window? Martin, look, apart from Man City, I think United have had the best. You see, I'm, I'm looking at the top six. Mm. Okay, Spurs did some very good business. Yes, yeah. I think they bought in uh, yeah. the boy from Mali, the, the Perisic, mm -hmm. and then they, they, they brought Richarlison. Yeah. I think they bought in some good players. Mm. But of course, if you are looking for a team to take, if, or if you are looking for players to take your team to the next level, I think Man City... They sold Gabriel Jesus. Yep. Look at who they went for. Yep. Agreed? Mm -hmm. And so and they sold Raheem Sterling. They've gone from that young that young Mexican striker who is looking very, very interesting as well. He looks what he's about and he's been coached by the best in the business. So in terms of ranking, look, at I, I think Man City, whoever they've sold, yeah. I think if they had gotten the boy who went to Chelsea mm. in Korea then I think they would have solved that left-back. I still think the idea of forcing Cancelo yeah. to play as a left-back, he's done a tremendously well there as a left-back. But it would have been better for them to have had a natural left-footed player yeah. at left-back who would have given them that proper balance in defense. But they've, they've, they've got uh, Sergio Gomez from... He's left-footed. Yeah, he's yeah. left-footed. Sergio he Gomez from Andalek. It's very interesting. He used to play as a number 10. So yeah. he's similar to Zinchenko yeah. in that yeah. way. But, but, but if you listen to what has been said about him, I, I doubt whether Pep is going to integrate Give him, him directly yeah. into the setup this season. Maybe he's the one for the future. But having said that, I think if you can add Halle, ask me, would I exchange Haaland for any of our signings? Definitely. <laughs> I'm putting the United team ahead. Let's say... Um, 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 uh, 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 Christian Eriksen, yeah. yeah, I would have done that. If, mm. if you give me Eriksen and Haaland, I'll take Haaland all day. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think my United to have done some good business. And like I'm saying, the presence of Casemiro, I think will be the difference in whatever my United is. So I don't come here every move. I don't mm. come here every move. Let's get move. to the camp of Arsenal. Let's go. It's don't come time. Zero two. Oh, 0549-986-996 is the text, WhatsApp, and Telegram line. You can also get to us on Twitter. Tweet at me at Kodonketia. Use the hashtag Donkomi. Arsenal were looking to see if they would get a replacement for Thomas Party. Now, Douglas Lewis of Aston Villa emerged as a target for both Liverpool and and for Arsenal, what we are getting or the indication we are getting now is that that deal will not happen. Douglas Lewis will remain at Aston Villa. So, so um, just, let, just quick thoughts on that one. The Brazilian international DM central midfielder as well uh, was looking to possibly make a move. What do we know about that so far? So it looks like Aston Villa are very reluctant to sell him because they keep rebuffing Arsenal. And, you know, there's 15 minutes left, you know, for this transfer to happen. So I'm not... It doesn't look too good for Arsenal right now and they do need a DM because from what we are hearing Onene is going to miss a few months of action so it's not looking good it looks like Sambi Lokonga is the only DM available right now at the club but what's happened to Sambi Lokonga they don't they don't look like they trust him at all there's also the thing that Ateta decided he prefers him to play the role Shaka has been playing so 
instead of him being party's backup, he should be Shaka's backup. That's mm. what is looking more like. So mm. he's not competing with party and Onini anymore. Okay. He's competing with Shaka. That's okay. why. And Shaka is a, that's the thing about Shaka. Despite his flaws, he's one guy. He doesn't get hit very often. He's a very fit player. Yeah. So Okonga is going to have to. St- Will maybe get his chance in the cup games and yeah. the Europa games, but if he's competing with Shaka for a league spot, I don't see him play much. Well, that's um, the word so far on Douglas Lewis to Arsenal. That move will not happen. Let's talk about a Ghanaian transfer that has happened. Daniel. Yeah, um, again, on this Douglas, Douglas Lewis, Lewis transfer. Yeah. Um, remember the tail end of last season? Um, when I gave my submission on Arsenal and their... Um, bottling of the top four yeah i went back spoke about injury problems to tne party how it had affected them looking at the start party has started just 57 percent of arsenal games since he came if anybody does their homework you clearly see that he's not a player you can rely on long term so why did arsenal not sign a midfielder I'm 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 surprised. I'm, I'm talking as a central midfielder, defensive type midfielder, directly, somebody who's directly replaces party, because we know El Nene is like a. Played with Tillemans all season. Exactly, but all, you see, all window. Yeah, we saw um, El Nene coming and do the job at the tail end of last season. He did an okay job, but if party is starting just fifty-seven percent of games, it means the rest of the forty-three percent, if you don't sign anybody, those games are being started by El Nene. Does El Nene give you the same quality as Partey? No. El Nene is good enough for the one-offs. He can come in for a period. Let's say he's starting, give and take, 10, 12 games a season. But he shouldn't be your direct replacement for Partey, especially a team that has done such a fantastic piece of transfer business overall this, 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 this window. When Arsenal went and designed Zinchenko, it was clear. They knew that Tierney, they had looked at his injury record, knew that this guy wasn't somebody they could build around, somebody that they could depend on for the long haul of the season. So why did Arsenal leave it until the last day? Why did they leave it to a point where Partey had to get injured? El Nene had to get injured before they went back into the transfer window. It, I'm surprised because, look, if you've looked at the last two games Arsenal have played without Partey starting, those have been their worst performances so far. In terms of the ability to ha- have a, a grip of the game against Fulham, yeah. it was end to end stuff. Fulham showed some promise. Yesterday's game against Aston Villa also, they needed El Nene. In fact, it was a goalkeeper who um, aided them to get in that equalizer. They've not looked as convincing as they looked in the first three games, and it just shows you the importance of Thomas Partey in the middle of the of the park. So. Um, this Douglas Lewis uh, setback is, is is huge for us. Now, I don't know if they will go again in the remaining minutes of the of the of the trans- transfer. About some thirty-seven minutes ago, we have been told that mm-hmm. yeah, ten they, they took finally yeah. was rejected, rejected again. again. So, so I don't know if they have a, a plan B in this situation, but it's quite disappointing. We also saw Tillyman start today, so yeah. it doesn't look like he's um, making he'll a move. Be, yeah, he will be leaving. I'm 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 a bit disappointed because. I felt like Arsenal were that midfield signing away from being a proper threat this season. Because mm. you, you can see things are finally beginning to take shape. Even in the attacking area. If you look at the fact that in early on in the window, they went to £60 million trying to sign yeah. uh, Rafinha. That didn't work. What happened to their need to get another forward in, that, in those wide areas? All of a sudden, that has gone dead. So if you look at the options they have up top, it is um, in the number nine, it is Eddie Nketiah battling with 
Um, what's his name? Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. You look on the left-hand side, Martinelli is battling with Smith Rowe. And you look on the right-hand side, Saka is alone. There's nobody competing with Saka because Pepe has left the club. Yeah. And it's very problematic because this is the same Saka who was faced with fatigue at the tail end of last season. It's a long season. There's a Europa League. Who is competing with Saka? Who is going to give him that edge to continue to battle and put in performances that will warrant his pay? His, his, his place in the starting lineup. So, f- the fact that Arsenal didn't go for... I know you can't address all your problems in one window, but I feel like that party um, competition, that extra midfielder was extremely important for Arsenal. It is extremely important for Arsenal. And also Saka. Because, look, we, we, from the tail end of last season to the beginning of this season, he's not been the same player. Nope. And he needs he needs some competition in there to get the best out of him. Talking I, about competition, so, so yes. I was going to say, maybe the plan is using Gabriel Jesus as the backup because we feel like Nketiah will get some games. So maybe mm-hmm. Nketiah will play in the strike and Gabriel Jesus move to the right for some games. Something mm. like that. Mm. I'm thinking that might because be Because Arsenal fans have been agitating the whole window for a winger. They say that, well, there's, there's not much reliability in terms of uh, contingency plans when there's an injury. So the team needs to go out there and, and complete point. the window by maybe, buying a winger. Maybe the Marquinhos boy from Sao Paulo. Maybe they've seen something that... Ah. No, but there's no like, problem. He was, he's a winger. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a yeah. winger. They are thinking again, to themselves that he can, he's ready. Mm. Maybe there's something they are seeing we are not seeing. I mean, mm. we're not in training with them every day. Well, so hardly true. do you pick a player directly from South America into the EPL mm-hmm. and he comes and Especially he when he wasn't a starter in South America. Exactly. Mm. And another thing that needs to be highlighted, one another reason why they should, in my view, going for a winger yeah. is the Martinelli issue. Mm-hmm. That boy too is very injury prone. Yep. Yeah. Very, very injury prone. He's a fantastic player when he's fed. But he's he, very he spends a lot of time on the, on yeah. the physio's table. Yeah. Again, as to why they didn't address the party cover issue. Somebody to cover up. Somebody to step in the shoe. Somebody who more or less come and do something very similar to what party does for them. To me, it's very, very shocking. And for the fact that They've started the season so well. Yeah. It's like if you look at their last two games, they are they are actually hoping that oh, let's hold the title till he comes back. Oh, let's hold the title till he comes back. Oh, let's eh, do it this way. Then scrappy, bang, scrappy, bang. Then they get the three points. But at the end of the day, for how long are you going to pretend hmm. and hope that it works? At this level, there has to be a clear strategy. As to how to go about these things. It must be clear. It must be clear. If it is about, let's go in there and hope that it works. You'll be caught unaware and you'll be punished severely. So for me, look, that Douglas cost. I think they've been aware that the boy yeah, so is, is on his own. Yeah, last yeah. year. Last, last year. year. So the intention have been clear. Yeah. I think if they had gone in there a bit earlier, about two weeks ago, to give Aston Villa enough time, because he's a key player for Villa. So if I'm losing my key player, I should have enough time to get in a replacement. Yeah. Mm. If you come and take him away from me on the last day, what do I do with him? You want to make a point, oh, Just a small. Kennedy has finally left Chelsea. He's joined ah. Valladolid. Kennedy has gone on loan more than anybody that I know. He's been on loan forever. Well, Memphis Depay, the update coming through is that he says he's decided also to remain at Barcelona. I don't know. United were looking at bringing in Memphis. Juventus were looking at bringing in Memphis. Let me go to the phone lines real quick. Nathan Kwao is just joining us over the phone lines. Meanwhile, you can keep sending in your thoughts via text, WhatsApp, and Telegram. 0549-986-996. Susu, quick thoughts. And the last one, 
it's been announced that there's a buy option for Athamelu set about 37 million euros. Nice one. So that is an option for the summer. So we'll mm. see whether Liverpool. Well, use I'm, that I'm sure. No, 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 no. I'm sure option. Liverpool will be evaluating his performance. Obodai, aka Soutum Steph Curry. Sugar Yeah, Tali. Nathan is on the phone lines. Nathan, if you can hear me, welcome to Don't Call Me. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good evening. We're great. We're great out there. Uh, I hope you're doing well out there as well. Just quick thoughts before I even get into details with you. I mean, getting into deadline day, what move were you looking forward to the most? And which one has you absolutely gripped so far? Um, I, I mean, I, I, first of all, I'll say I wanted clarity on Ronaldo's future. You know, heading into today, it, there was so much talk about where he was going to you know, land where he was going, you know, to end up, that kind of thing. I wanted to see if any move would happen, you know, on, on that side. So that was the first one. The second one was Liverpool studying interest in finding another midfielder. I found it really, you know, really interesting, especially because because Klopp said a few days ago he didn't need one. Now, you know, it looks like they are going to sign Arthur Melo. And that one left me a little baffled. I was listening to the guys earlier, and I think everybody made a valid point, especially Daniel on. I think Melo's availability. Because if your argument is that Thiago Alcantara is not too available, why find a player who is as equally injury prone as the one you are trying to replace? And I found that move... I can't by, think far. Yeah, I found that move by Klopp. Interesting. What are we going to do? Manage the two of them. So if this one is fit, this one is injured, and you turn them around, and then you, you finally get through the season. I don't know. Um, so for me, those, those were the two things. That's what the other moves that are happening... I I, I, I I think my interest is, is, is peak as and when they happen. The other thing I would say, though, is PSG. PSG seems to have a very interesting project where they seem to be clearing out their midfield and they seem to be regenerating it by bringing in some other players. So I found that really interesting, seeing that Julian Jaxler and Visa Ghana Gay and a lot of others have left PSG. So for me, I, I think that line day, the biggest thing was Ronaldo. Liverpool started interesting in a midfielder. Um a bit on the back then, I, I, I thought I, I wanted to see some Kudus drama, but it looks like that may not happen. So, in terms of the Ghanaian side, we'll have to wait and see what happens to Mohamed Kudus going forward. But I think that the team started to put in a lot of the, the, the paperwork a few days ago, knowing that transfer deadline day can be quite tricky when you're trying to secure a move. And then the final bit that interests me, this Chelsea bid for Obama Young, I'd love to see how it eventually plays out. If they get their man, I wonder what Arsenal fans will say. But I wonder what Barcelona will say because they brought him in, you know, they, they, on, on a good amount of money. They are paying him quite well. It looks like because they brought Robert Lewandowski, they are quite happy to, to, to let him go. So I'd love to see how some of these moves play out in the next hour, an hour and a half to two hours. And then we see what, we see what the window will look like when it is closed finally. Well, stay on the line for me. There's a move going through right now. It's gone through Edmond Addo, a.k.a. Addo Skillful has made a move from Sheriff Tiraspol uh, to Red Star Belgrade. Now, Red Star had been pursuing Edmond Addo for a while. I expected that move to happen in January. Some way, somehow, it didn't happen. Sheriff Tiraspol, though, has become a home to three other um, Ghanaian players aside Edmond Addo himself. Mudasiru uh, is the latest former Asante Kotoko to join there. W- what do you make of this move? It's a four-year deal to Red Star. Just quick thoughts on that one before I take more thoughts in the studio. Well, I... Um if you look at Edmonado and the fact that he had an absolute breakout, great breakout time in the Champions League, you knew that 
the, the, the moves would line up. You knew that teams would be interested. You knew that his agents would have found some leverage to get him a new club. I'm not surprised. Now, Red Star Belgrade is a club that has been home to a lot of Ghanaians. They currently have one now in uh, Usman Bukhari, who scored a lovely goal yesterday or two days ago. So I'm not surprised at all that Edmondado is born there. Um, comes up to his agent. He's got to him a club that is bigger in profile as, as compared to Sherry's. Um, out of out of um, um, I was hoping to see him again playing in European competition um, this season, but it looks like he's moving on to um, Resta, which is good. Bigger in profile, bigger theater, bigger platform. He has to take advantage of that platform and sell himself a bit more, push himself a bit more, especially in terms of his Black Stars career. We have to admit, the last few times we saw him play for the national team, he didn't look so good. I don't know what the issue was. But now that he's going to a bigger club, I'm happy for him. He has to take advantage. There's Usman Bukhari there to keep him company so he'll be more settled and he can deliver. And once he delivers, you can always imagine that in a year or year or two or two, three years, whatever, he will get a bigger move. But he has to take advantage of this. This is no more... Um, I don't, um, where's, is Susu's on the line? Susu, can yeah, he's here. Romanian... Uh, what's the name of that province? Translate something, something. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> ah, yeah. You know, this is not that. This is Belgrade. This is big. This is the Serbian league. So, Edmonado has to take advantage. But I'm happy for him. It's a big move and he needs to take advantage of that. So, Nathan Donkomis Adoskilfo. Daniel, let me come to you in the studio for that particular one. Edmonado, after taking the Champions League by storm against Real Madrid, moving um, to Red Star, they are in the Champions League this season. Donkomis or not? Good move or not? Far, by far, a huge, huge Donkomis. Mm. Um, he's done his time at uh, Sheriff. Um, it was a good learning ground for him, a Champions League experience. Um, in fact, in Europe, he played in Europe a couple of times, a couple of seasons. And um, I think he's, he's, he's done it. He's, he's done there. I don't see the need to stay another um, season, uh, season in that league. We've, aside the fact that they play in the Champions League and they've had a couple of um, appearances in, in, in Europe, Europa and Champions League, the, the competition in that league is not, is, is not the best. And... Um, once you move to a, a, a club like Red Star Belgrade with the tradition that they have, the, the stature that they have in European football, former Champions League winner, they themselves are in the Champions League this season. It carries much more weight. Yes, they are both playing in the Champions League, but it carries more weight when you are yeah. playing for a team like, like Red Star Belgrade. And also, it's, it's also very helpful because when um, Osman Bukhari was moving to Red Star Belgrade, we, talk, we spoke about the number of... Um, Ghana internationals or ex-Ghana internationals who had come through that club yeah. and they, they, they love Ghanaians over there. They've already shown love to um, Osman Bukhari. He's doing amazing in his opening uh, two, three months in that club. So to have um, Edmond Addo walk into that club, he already has that um, familiarity there. He has his Black Stars teammates in there. He's going into a club and a, a, a group of fans or being welcomed into um, the club and the fans who already have a, a good history of, of, of Ghanaian players. So I'm happy for him. It's a huge step for him. It's a much bigger platform in terms of the Serbian League. And the team he's also playing for, one of the giants of European football in Red Star Belgrade. I'm happy and I just hope he's able to cement his, his himself in their starting eleven the same way he did at Sherry Tiraspol. Because we want our players playing week in, week out, regular football, yeah. like what um, Osman Bukhari is doing. If he's able to take that, um, that team by storm in Red Star Belgrade in the league by storm, I don't see any reason why in the next two, three seasons we'll not see him even moving um, on to bigger things. Coach, let me get your thoughts on Ado Skilfo, a.k.a. Edmond Ado. Red Star Belgrade is where he's landed. He joins Osman Bukhari uh, um, Red Star. I'm all for the move. For me, everybody knows my stand when it comes to 
getting our players to be exposed to the best. And for me, once it is an upgrade of where he was, I support it. I think Edmond's biggest problem, I think, is his attitude, is his mentality. Is it will come down to him because he's got the physique, he's got the technique, he's got the ability. The simple truth is that he needs to see the bigger picture. That after Red Star Belgrade, I should be going to mainstream Europe. And if you look at the physicality of the player, the stature of the player, every good team in Europe will want to have such a player. Because at the end of the day, he's that imposing. His stature signifies that or sends that message across. But his ability will have to match up to the way he looks. So, for me, it is only about it will come down to what he's actually going to do on the pitch. Yeah. Is the mover done coming? Like Ranty rightly said, he goes in there and start bossing it. Start imposing yourself. Start detecting the temple of games. Start getting everybody in and around you to believe in you. That once you are there, you are the boss. Like Party has done at Arsenal. Yeah. To the standard where he's not there, every dozen and around are all what? Shivering. So if Edmado can psych himself up and say, look, I think he's been at Sherry for two years, isn't it? Yeah. So in two years, I've left Sherry to rest at Belgrade. He should be looking at himself. So I'm giving myself a minimum of two years here. A minimum of two years. Within two years. So I've made my mark for my profile to have gone to become better, bigger. To, to mm. mainstream Europe. So he's a mover, don't call me. I, 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 I think, um, I think the Champions League or they'll be ready. Yeah, they, 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 they are in the Europa. They lost their last qualifier. Yeah, so they didn't yeah, qualify. So they, they didn't yeah. qualify for the Champions League proper. But the Europa competition is the second most competitive competition in Europe. So if he can go on there and bust that and impose himself, why not? He should look at mainstream Europe in less than two, maximum three years. He should be out of that place and coming to the French, to the, the French League or the Spanish League, even the Italian League. I think his style of play would suit the Italian yeah, League. That's very true. To be honest with you, I think his style would suit. So for those in and around the boy, please tell him, please talk to him, please remind him yeah. the rest start again is not the end, it's a stepping stone to something bigger. Let me read a few messages and then we'll talk about Abdul Khalid Moomin, um, right to dream products. He's played the last couple of seasons at Victoria Guimaraes. He's going to the Spanish La Liga to join uh, Rayo Vallecano. We'll be talking about that in a bit. Ganil Salifu says, I think the Marquinhos Brazilian is a backup for Saka in Ateta's team. Sami Inosu says, is there any chance of Rafael Leo joining Chelsea? I heard some no reports chance. that a hundred million bid was rejected. So, so I'll come to you on that in a bit. And then I'll come to you on Serginho Dest as well. That's a very good player that all the big clubs have slept on. And he's gone to AC Milan. Alfred says, kudos to you guys. Alfred watching from Amasaman Obeyeye. Yes, I'm happy Atamelo joined my darling club. It's my prayer that more signings happen tonight. So, for those of you who don't know, we are live on City TV, DSTV channel 363. So, just switch on your TV. If your radio set is giving you issues, get onto TV. You can actually get a good um, live action of what's going on. Coach might just give you the salah, you know, or the unlooking to just finish off uh, the, the, the evening. So, just um, hop onto City TV, channel 363 on DSTV. And let's um, do Donkomi together. This one's from Godwin from Adenta Frafraha. He says, I Donkomi Atamelo to Liverpool. 
top-class player, fits the profile. You never walk alone, uh, you say. Uh, this one from Lakeside says, there are reports that Liverpool are after Moises Caicedo. Please, is this true? We'll get uh, some uh, substance to that in a bit. Onufu from Akimoda. Actually, Onufu says, Snake. <laughs> Snake says I want to know what Arsenal is up to, please. Arsenal fans, let me, let me say out, let me just ask this real quick. Arsenal, what, which player do you want your team to sign? But the, the, the word coming in is that the window has actually closed. Ah, so, over. yes, the transfer window has actually closed. So, so if you are, um, you've already, like, you yeah. know, started a transfer, you're working on paperwork. Yes, you'll you be able one to, hour one hour to, to do your to do paperwork, yeah. but you can't make new bits. That we kind we of hope thing. that fax machines will not break down this time around. Tell Charlie, me. people will be hiding in airports, washrooms, and Charlie. things <laughs> waiting for moves to but, happen. Charlie. Okay, you, you, you finish. <laughs> Let me just finish with the messages and come back to you, Daniel. Eric Dante from Thema Committee 2 says, please tell United fans that football is played on the pitch and not by mouth. This coming Sunday, we ask now we'll beat them at Old Trafford. Prosper Demenya uh, again um, says, good evening team. I hope Chelsea, I'm happy Chelsea have signed Zakaria and Obama Young in the dying hours. My problem is that Chelsea don't give the number nine Okay, my, so my problem is that Chelsea FC, please don't give the number nine cares jersey to our new forward. I lent a player called Khalid, a defender who uh, was brought by Mourinho, wore that jersey, and since then, any striker who wears that jersey cannot excel. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel, Khalid we beg Belarus. He was the or, original, butcher, original number nine. Charlie. The original butcher. No, but the, the, the streak is long ago from Henan Crespo, I think, uh, Matea Kesman. Like, there's just a long line of. Guys who have worn that jersey who have just not done well by it. Roland Vagsbone uh, from Control Market says, Please ask Danny K, what will Donny Van de Beek do to get playing time? Thoughts with the coming of Ten Hag, he might get playing time, or just maybe he's not good enough no, no, no. for I, Man United. I, I, I think he will play. So far, in the five games um, that United has played, I think he's he's gotten some second-half performance. But mm. from, from next week, there will be three games every week. So if you are a coach, <laughs> you better rotate. Or else, you now have to be depending on those guys who haven't played that much. So that they will get their first team to refresh themselves before coming again. If you are going to stick to the same team, there will be lots of injuries in this early part of the season. So Donny mm. clearly understands the situation. He knows that Tyne Hag has assured him of enough playing time. Okay. Um Look, in case I know that the transfer deadline, they always brings up some fascinating stories. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, we saw... Um, Peter uh, Odimwingi had his deal um, cancelled at the last minute. Today there was another interesting one. Now I started monitoring this thing from last night because um, a number of porters I follow were, so I was a bit confused about the deal. But it's um, Senegal's Bambadien. He plays for Marseille. Ah, yes. Yeah. So this morning the deal was that... Defensive midfield, I believe. Yes. Yeah. The deal was that... Um, no, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a forward. He's a forward. He's a forward, actually. He's a forward. Um, the news was that Marseille didn't want to sell him to a rival that is Nice Nice wanted him Leeds wanted him and then Leeds agreed a deal with him Leeds United agreed a deal with him with Marseille personal terms and everything were agreed so now the player was flying into Leeds um, supposed to fly into Leeds to have his medical yeah. when he got to the airport Nice made a counter bid for um, to Marseille which was more than what um, Leeds had offered so then of course Marseille also accept that one the Nice uh, technical directors and their top guys called the boy at the airport when he was ready to fly to Leeds United and tell him that, look, we are willing to offer you more than what, Marseille, uh, what Leeds United is offering you, so please come. So then he called Leeds United, tells them that, Charlie, 
the money I'm getting here, there's plenty. Forget, I'm not coming anymore. So Leeds United were hot. Then, so he doesn't fly. He's in France. Yeah. Takes his train, goes to yeah. Nice for the medical. Not even a train. It's just like an hour drive. Just like an hour drive. So he sits in his car, Charlie. They drive him, he and his agent. They get to the Nice training complex. They go into the medical room. He does everything. He comes out. Boom, he's filled the medical. So he's not going to... Nice. He's back at Marseille. Very interesting day for him. Very your man, your man goes stressed, but so Leeds have signed who, uh, Wilfred Noto. I don't know if you guys saw him in the uh, mm-hmm. the Nations League. Mm-hmm. There, he's a teenager. He plays in Switzerland. Very talented guy. So Leeds have picked him up instead, and I, I honestly believe that's probably the better transfer. But you know, but I hear Leeds too have let go of Dan James. Yeah. Yes, that's why they were I'm going. To, they were buying. Um, the, I'm shocked. That's why because they were. He's done so well for them at the beginning of the season. Well, that's yes. why they were buying Yang because knowing that Dan James was going, he was coming to. This is a player that uh, Marcelo Bielsa bought. Yeah. For close to thirty million pounds yeah. from Man United, who spent seventeen point five on him mm-hmm. and acquired him from Swansea, and his contribution to Leeds United staying yeah. in the Premiership was immense. Mm-hmm. He started the season in blistering form. Uh, I remember when they disciplined my blue bladders, he was scintillating, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. They're over 100 years back for three. Couldn't live with them. 106. 106. And normal, we normally say in 106. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin, the news is coming through. Yes, Charlie, forgotten, forgotten guy. Free transfer to Barcelona. Huge wage cut, I'm here. One year deal. Quick thoughts on that, Susu. Just so quick. That's what What's has, happened to him? So that's what facilitated the Serginio Desdi will get to. But he was at Real Betis last season. Mm-hmm. He actually won the Spanish Cup with Real Betis. Look, last season was brilliant. He had a good so season. Well. He had a very good yeah. season. But he's come to Arsenal. Arsenal really, they don't have a place for him. And this is one of my problems with Arsenal. They are selling players. They are not can't, replacing They can't them. get value. No, it's not they're replacing. They can't get value for the players they are selling because... You sold Aubameyang. Clearly, there's a market for him. And now, Barcelona have been able to move in on. You know, Hector Bellerin is going on a free transfer. But teams wanted him. But it's like, they couldn't get a fee for him. So, he's going on a free transfer. You've put a 15% sell-on clause. So, when they sell him, you get part of the money. But I'm thinking to myself, why let a player go for free when there's value? Why can't you find a use for him? But, speaking on that, Hector Bellerin, it seems he, he was just tired of landing. He, had, he was done with Arsenal, the way he seemed. Because even at the Betis thing... They get, interviewed him at, towards the end of the season. They asked him, will he stay? Will he? he says, look, he's going to go back to Arsenal because he has to, not because he wants to. Basically, he had checked out mentally. He had been begging the club to terminate his contract, all sorts of things. So, it's just, it had, the time had come up. He did well for Arsenal. He played his part, but time is up. And Barca, Barca wanted to kind of reduce their wage bill. So, they let Serginho Dez mm. go. And he's coming in more as a stopgag option for now. Because remember, Daniel Alves too came, yeah. played that role. Because they are thinking to themselves that for the right-back's position, yeah. right now we have options. Just come and play back up. Because mm. I think they are starting Jules Kunde yeah. and Araujo. They are going yeah. to be the right-backs and they will figure things out. Let me get back to the Premier League. I'll get to Fulham in a bit. But let me get Nathan's thoughts on what Chelsea had been doing before the window shut. Josko Vardio. We didn't hear an update on that particular deal. He signed a contract extension Oh, he signed a, a one-year extension. It was. I, I'm wondering whether the one-year extension was to increase his pay and remove the release clause or something. I'm, I'm sure. I'm wondering what's very, it's very, it's very possible. Very fishy there. And then there's also Duhe Kaleta Car from Marseille to Southampton. That is a very cheap deal. That guy should have gone for like 25, 30 million. 
Southampton have signed him for 10 million euros. Let, let me get They've to They've also let hmm? Vestergaard go to Aston Villa. So there's, you know, there's wow. always, usually wow. there's, when there's an action, there's a reaction. Yeah. So we have to also watch who the club are selling. Mm, mm. Let me let me get to Nathan and, uh, and, and take his thoughts on this. Nathan, you, you typically follow the French League, huh? Um, Kaleta Card joining Southampton, uh, coming to compete with Mohamed Salisu and um, Amel Bella Kotchkap. I mean, did you see this move coming? Did you see Marseille picking up or uh, letting a guy like Kaleta Card go? Just quick thoughts on that. Um, I'm not too surprised. The, the thing with a lot of these French clubs that once there's some decent money being offered to them, they know that they will have to let the player go. Now, a lot of the French teams, you take away PSG, a lot of them, Lille, Lorient, Lens, a lot of them see their up-and-coming players as potential assets. So the moment you are 21, 22, 23, and the club that is bigger in profile or bigger in state or from a bigger league shows up, most French teams are willing to, to let you go because they know that they can quickly find a replacement, build that player up, and then make another sale in a few windows. So I'm not too surprised. Um, and Southampton, if you look at their scouting network, they, they scout widely for a lot of players. So I'm not surprised they do have their hands in France. I'm not surprised that they've managed to bring in somebody to help the back line. If there's an issue Ralph Hassan Hutu has had it's defence and the fact that his team is struggling to stop opponents from scoring. So for him, it's about bringing players, um, bringing them into the team, giving them a platform, leading them, guiding them, and then when they get into the bracket of commanding a bigger transfer fee, then Southampton will be ready to let them go you know, so they can go back to places like France and Belgium and co and, and shop players. So I'm not surprised at all that they are bringing another another defender to help Mo Salisu. You can tell that now Mo Salisu is established. He has a, a German centre-back playing by him and they all played over the weekend and they are trying to add another youngster. So I'm not surprised at all. The French model is a very interesting model where they pluck youngsters, sell them off for some good money and then start the process all over again. Nathan, I'll come back to you in a bit. So let's talk about that um, Rafael Leo, uh, Leo bid that apparently was rejected. A hundred million. How is a guy who hits the limelight just one season ago being, I mean, how is the team offering a hundred million for somebody like that? And why is AC Milan batting their eye and saying, we don't want this money? Well, he's the serial MVP and I think we know where AC Milan wants to be as a club. They don't want to just win the league. You know, AC Milan is not... They are, as they always say, the Champions League is their DNA. They want to go find the Champions League. And even if you get 150 million, who are you getting to replace him? You have to ask yourself that question. They probably didn't see any alternatives on the market. And the time the bid came in was a bit late for them. I'm sure that's what they decided. They're trying to build a long-term core. And he's one of those members of the long-term core. I believe they, they are trying to even extend his contracts. That's also part of the thing. They are trying to extend his contract as we speak. Yeah. Currently, there's a 150 million release clause. So they've protected themselves in a way. They are trying to extend it and hopefully they'll build the team around him. Because with Rafael Liao, he wants a real MVP. But we know this is not his final form. We expect more from him. We expect him to become one of the world class, one of the top wingers in the world. He's not there yet, but that's what Islan is hoping. And they are thinking to themselves that if he gets to where he's supposed to get... Maybe 150 million will look like a bargain in the future. So they are trying to keep hold of him and hope that maybe one day they can sell him for 250, maybe 300 or something. Or maybe he never leaves. He becomes one of our greatest players and he wins a lot of trophies with us. Whatever the case is, I don't. I would have been very upset if Rafael Liao had left us an East Milan fan. Mm. And I'm very happy the board has rebuffed it. 100 million is a lot. Yeah. 
you know, it's it's a lot of money and for a, and let's be honest, a lot of clubs, East Milan included, are struggling with finances. Even our deal for Charles de Ketele, it was very difficult for them to get that thirty million to buy him. So when they throw hundred million in your face like that, mm-hmm. it's the temptation is there, but I'm happy the border stays strong. And it shows that the ambition AC Milan is trying to show. Whether it's be able to pay off, considering the financial disparity between them and a lot of Premier League teams, yeah. whether they'll be able to sustain that ambition is to be seen. But in the short term, it's good they are showing ambition. It shows they want to get back to the upper reaches of European football. <laughs> Coach, look, um, they've done so well, without a doubt. Yeah. I was shocked when I realized that they, they are turning down. But of course, if you have a team that has been run by by people like um, Mardini, isn't it? This is someone who knows his football and understand where Milan as as a family. Yeah. I mean, they are a family where they are at the moment. And so for them to have, if they had decided that their best player by far will go, they are in the Champions League. They want to put up a proper defense to their title. They've not been that flamboyant in the transfer market. They've not gone in there like the Milan of old and dominated the transfer market like we used to see them do in the 90s where they could go to Holland and bring the three best players in Holland, uh, Rackard, Van Basten and Gullet, and then everybody goes, hey, what are these guys? And they use them to make all the names that they've made in the... uh, uh, Then, then what they really needed to do was to try as much as possible to hold on to their best asset. And I think they not letting Rafael Leal go, mm-hmm. but getting him to stay. And it's a statement. The boys to understand yeah. that, look, you are the future of this team. Milan, San uh, Abano. If I may just switch to quick. Quick. I mean, Asem I'm telling you honestly, because Milan, in the 80s, in the 90s, goodness me, they would have bamboozled anybody in the transfer market. And you get when is it Bellisconi, eh? Yeah. Where he was in charge. And he Three was time in... Italian Prime Minister. What? Prime Minister team. There was cash. Absolute cash. More than, more than cash. Yeah. More than cash. So for me, I was happy because look, you take him out of that Milan thing, you are left with old Wadis. Anti Rebic. Anti Rebic, who is also injury pro. Zlatan. So Zlatan. Zlatan, Zlatan we are waiting for him. Zlatan and Jude. 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 If you add their age, almost 100, eh? Pension. Pension. He's turning 41 in October. Okay, 41 plus. Jude is what? 39. 38. 36. They are almost pushing 100. Oh, is that how you do your rounding up? Somewhere in 75, you say it's nearly 100. Yeah, almost pushing 100. Yeah. Ibrahimovic, Daniel, let me let me come to you on what's going on with Fulham Football Club because they look like the one of the most active teams in this window. First of all, they brought back coach's good friend Willian. Mm. They signed Willian on a free transfer. Remember, Willian left and went to Corinthians, yes. but he mutually terminated his deal yes. with Corinthians a, m- story. a month ago. Just quick back, back story so on that. he came and he wasn't playing that well. And then the Corinthians fans just lost it. They started sending death threats to him and his family. He started to That's feel crazy. Like they, yeah, they just felt like, because he was on big wages relative to the other players, but 
considering what he had been collecting in Europe, it was a pay cut. He had taken a pay cut to come. But his performances, they felt, were not up to standard. And they felt he was being paid way too much. Of course. So, you know, Fans they, turned on him. They, they turned on him very violent. And you know Brazil is a dangerous country. You know, yeah. There's a lot of gun violence, kidnapping. So if people start making threats on your life, it's it feels it's a, bit, serious. a bit more real. Yeah. So he just told them that, look, you know what? This is not worth it anymore. I wanted to come and play out my last few days in Brazil. This is not so... And Fulham is good for him because as someone, he's lived in London he know, for the he knows last the, yep, few years. Yep. So, so he probably has a house even yeah, in London exactly. already. So he just comes straight back to London. And I I believe Fulham have got a very good player. Ben, Fulham is good for him, but he's not good for Fulham. Yeah. Look, William, William is done. Oh. <laughs> no, seriously. As in Mentally, finished. he's done. He's achieved everything. And ah. I said it when he was going to Arsenal. If you put that experience thing aside... And that's a one, another one of the mistakes that Arteta made in William and David Luiz. He's, there's no Why motivation. David Luiz. I need to ring the bell for him. David Luiz. David Luiz. But look, he's William, a Flamengo. William is, William he's is a Flamengo, done. David Luiz. Look, William is, William is done. And if you look at the, the, the profile of players that Fulham signed this, this transfer window, and even how they started the season, these are young, energetic guys who they know what is at stake. They don't want this to be the story of their campaign, um, the, the league campaign in the past couple of years when they come and then at the end of the season they are going back to the Champions League. They want to stay. They started very well. They are buying a profile of players who understand the job and fit into that, into the project. William, for me, doesn't cut it. William is. His, his mind has locked out since he left Chelsea. He went to Arsenal, it didn't work out. Poor form, Arsenal let him go. You go back to Brazil and you still can't find your form. Then, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why he's not just retiring. Maybe it's because of the money. But honestly, he's coming to a place where he's comfortable in London. There's obviously a pay increase from what he was earning at, at Corinthians. He's back in the Premier League. Yeah. This guy is comfortable. There's no motivation for him. And I feel Fulham should have done some better business. I know what they are doing by trying to get an experienced head who's been there, done before. But there are much better players who suit this profile than, than uh, William. He's, he's just not a fan. I have to... I mean, I, I've watched a few Fulham games and mm. they have this Niskins Kebaho. Niskins Kebaho. He can run... He, if you run, left the ball. Like, yeah, run I, and I, run I, off I the pitch. To, I understand where Daniel is coming from, but I don't feel like they have much quality in their wide positions right now. As William still even have the yeah, that's, that's my well, point. That, well, well, I understand where they are coming from in the sense that even though he's right about the motivation that kind of stuff, but feel even technically the people they have, they are not that good. So even if William comes in, he might even be a slight upgrade despite everything. That's that's the thing because I don't see much quality in the wide areas for Fulham, which is the only reason why the William transfer makes sense because even the Manos Sol- Solomon um, guy yeah. they bought from mm-hmm. Shakhtar. He's a very talented guy, but will he settle into the Premier League? We have no guarantee of that. He's probably their best winger on paper, but whether he can translate that on paper, because he's a Champions League level player who's come to Fulham, whether he can translate that to the Premier League week in, week out remains to be seen. So, looking at the quality of players they have in the wide areas for Fulham, I don't see too much quality, so I can understand why and look, that's why they even went for Dan James as well. You can see that Fulham have identified their wide areas are a weakness. And that's why they are making these moves. So, I understand where Daniel is coming from. But Fulham, Fulham is not that good. So, they can't probably do much. Like, they can't do worse than William. Like, yeah. I don't see him. No, he, I, don't, he, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you, you understand my point. I'm not talking about, you see, 
when you are buying somebody with the, the profile of William, the sort of career he's had, you are bringing him in to be his quality to the rest of the squad. This is a guy who, we saw what happened at Arsenal. He came, he wasn't motivated. And you see, this Fulham situation is very similar to Arsenal. At the point, Arsenal were starting to build. Yeah. They had a young team. They needed a few experienced heads who would be an example. William was not. He was very comfortable, so demotivated. Performances all over the place. Basically didn't care. Was getting a fat paycheck. And then they had to let him go. He goes to Brazil. It doesn't work out. And he's back to the Premier League with a similar task that Arsenal gave to him. What makes you think that this time around he will play with that energy, play with that drive for Fulham? He's not going to do Look, it. I, I just believe that the ambitions of Arsenal and the ambitions of Fulham I are, are not the different. Same. That the fact that William comes as a Brazil international, a proven winner, he already the aura he's already just going to bring for Fulham. Because it's, 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 it's very big and different. Let me let me get coaches' thoughts on that one. William has lost every aura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every aura. Uh, William, I mean, he's finished. Oh, he's finished. Look, how old is he now? Not sure. I have Maybe to check. 34, 35. But at the end of the day, you see, we, we see 36, 37, 38-year-old player come to the EPL mm-hmm. because mentally they still believe that they've got something to prove. Yeah. They go in there and they get the job done. We've seen Ibrahimovic. We've seen Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Last season, by far, Manchester United best player. Isn't it? Yeah. Look at their ages. But at the end of the day, if you look at William, since he left Chelsea, his career has just gone down, 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 yeah. down. What makes him think? That's why Chelsea didn't want to give him that long extension. As if they saw and they yep. knew yep. that that was what was going to happen. So what makes him think that he can come to the EPL again and come and box it? Maybe yes, like Susu said, the demands are as, are at Arsenal and then Fulham are very different. So maybe he will not be required to do anything extra. In Fulham, I'm very certain that the, the main aim of the season is to stay in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Because the last time they were there, they got relegated. So if you are a, 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 a level-headed person, you want to say, look, let's make sure you do everything possible so that we don't get relegated. If we stay in there, we've achieved our aim over the season. Maybe because of that, if, he, if they play, what, 16 and they are not 20th, 19th, or 18th, even if they played 17, William would have achieved. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in that vein, you can say, okay, it's nice to bring him out there. But look, but at the end of the day, if you look at the very high standard he set for himself and where he is at the moment, I think he should have gone to MLS or the golf. China. Yeah, and, and, and go and take some good money and then go good in, cash. Go in. Maybe mm. he feels motivated again. He feels he has some. We'll see. To we'll see. Let me get to Nathan on the lines. Nathan, talk to me about Livin Kozawa to Fulham. Again, this is a lone move. Livin Kozawa was a big guy. I mean, in the early phase of the big spending PSG uh, project, he's fallen behind the pecking order. Same as a guy like Julian Draxler. We'll talk about Julian Draxler in a bit, but talk to me about Livin Kuzawa. They've, they've gotten a left back in him from uh, PSG. Is this a good move for you? Do you don't call me this or not? Um, I look at the quality Fulham have, and, and I would don't call me that move. They need all the help they can get. If you watch Fulham this season, they've tried to be disciplined. They've tried to be stubborn. It looks like they will rely heavily on Alex Mitrovic and what he can give them from the offensive point of view. And um, if you look at that display against Liverpool and some of the games they've played, they will need a lot of quality to survive. 
this time they haven't spent their money foolishly, and I don't have any regrets saying that they haven't spent their money buying all, <laughs> kinds, of, <laughs> all kinds of funny characters. But you can tell that now they want to be smarter and wiser with their decisions. And the Premier League is a very unforgiving league, and Norwich City will tell you that. So I'm happy with the move. I don't know what kind of form Kuzawa has been in because he's been, you know, in the last few He's barely played any football. He's barely played any football for PSG. But he he comes in with a good reputation, some quality, and quality that they will need. Like we always say, the Premier League is a very different type of league, but the quality is there, and I hope that he does show that that quality for Fulham. So I don't commit that move. They will need all the help they can get, and so they are bringing in somebody who can give them something different. I, I, I don't commit that move any day, and I hope that Marco Silva will be able to find a way getting something good out of uh, Kuzawa, at least on loan. Then they can decide when that period comes to an end, whether they will keep him or let him go back to France. Daniel, I, I want you to also touch on Kuzawa, but also touch on Carlos Vinicius. Mourinho brought this guy to Tottenham. We all had pretty high expectations for him. It didn't happen. He's heading to Fulham um, as well. Your thoughts on that particular one? For Kuzawa, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy because we know the quality that he has. And... Um, it's been a quite interesting stay um, at PSG for him. I think he he was he, doing a few Jones. I'm telling Test you, they he, collect the do. He needed that break. He needs that break for his football career. And it's it's funny for me. He's just 29, and he he spent like the past four seasons on the fringes. It's it's very funny because he actually Same went with Julian Draxler. Yeah, he went to to PSG as one of the most promising um, left backs um, in the world, and all of a sudden he just uh, dwindled down. But um, I think Fulham is a good club for him. We've seen the likes of Ariola goes to Fulham, he built himself, now he's at West Ham United. Um, he has that ability, we know he has the ability, but his temperament is also a bit questionable. But let's, let's hope that that doesn't uh, spring out of control at, at, at Fulham. But mm-hmm. in terms of quality, I think he has the quality. He's a player who is, I think is motivated, because if he was satisfied with just sitting at PSG and collecting yeah. the money, he would have stayed there. You can tell that he wants to. Um, have a second bite at this this football thing in his career, and I think Fulham is the right place for him to go to. For Carlos Vinicius, um, in fact, he's he's one of the examples of jumping too early, and one of the yes, if if Kudus wants to take an example of somebody who um, thought he was up there and came to the Premier League a bit too early, Carlos yeah. Vinicius is one of those guys. Finished yeah, joint yeah. top scorer in the, in the Portuguese, Portuguese league. league. Mourinho goes, brings him in. He comes. He's supposed to be. Um, Harry Kane's backup, and he never gets it going. Then he goes to PSV, and now he's at he's at he's at Fulham. Um, look, we know he has quality, yeah. but that quality is based on what we saw at Benfica in his in his, uh, his his first season there, just before he came to Spurs. He's not been able to replicate that um, at PSV. Yes, he had some good numbers, okay numbers at PSV, but it's not up to the. The, the Carlos Vinicius we yeah. saw at Benfica. But I think he's a sort of, of strike or striker. And the profile is very similar to that of Mitrovic. And you can tell why they went for him. You need somebody in there to keep Mitrovic on his toes. Mm-hmm. And even the way Fulham play, they can decide to play both of them up top. And that would be hell for any centre-back pairing in the Premier League. So hopefully he can re- uh, regain and, and rediscover his best form. But even, look, if Carlos Vinicius is 70% the player we saw him at Benfica, I think this would be a quality buy for Fulham. Let, let me go to Nathan real quick. I'll come to you, Susu, in a bit. Manuel Akanji. To Manchester City. So, coach was talking about the fact that City might as well have had the best window. 
Well, they added Brazilian centre-back Manuel Akanji from Borussia Dortmund. Um, fee is in the region of £15 million pounds plus add-ons. Akanji, um, he's actually Swiss international, but if you look at his roots, his roots go back somewhere into the South Americans. But Swiss international, £15 million plus add-ons. Pep Guardiola adding this guy, Nathan. For a team that already has John Stones, has Nathan Ake, who didn't move, um, has uh, Diaz, why are they getting... Manuel Akanji as well. Do you don't call me this move at all? Um, I, this is one of the, the transfers that, that leaves me a little puzzled. And, and here's the reason why. <clears throat> Sorry. Manuel Akanji, when he plays for Switzerland, is a very, very good defender. Looks brilliant when he wears his national team jersey. Not so brilliant when any time I've seen him play for Dortmund. And so I wonder why um, Pep would sign him. Of course, his, his ball-playing abilities aren't so much in doubt, so you can understand it from that perspective. But I look at the art of defending, and the truth is, um, I wonder why Man City has made this. It's not like he's a very rugged type of defender, somebody who provides extra security. I see the move as adding an extra body in defense so that when things go wrong, you have uh, somebody to um, to call on. There's Ake, you've mentioned. There's Stones. There's still Rubin Diaz. I think he comes in because probably, and, I, and, and that's the biggest suspicion I get, that a player like Emmerich Laporte, maybe the injury issues or the fact that he's not too available all the time could be the reason why Man City are making this move. It didn't, it didn't take them too long to get more Dortmund to play ball and agree to move Manuel Akanji on. But I look at Akanji in isolation as a defender. And I wonder, I really, really have a, a few doubts about this move. But I understand the psychology of the move. I don't call me it, but I'll be a little cautious. I wonder if, I don't think he will be Man City's first choice centre-back. I feel that Rubin Diaz is. I feel that he and John Stones will get a lot more of the minutes. But I feel that Pep is bringing Akanji in just as cover and just uh, as somebody who he can add to that back line, an extra body in defence in case things go wrong and he has to improvise it and change their back line for whatever purpose it is. This is a cautious don't call me, so I will send me ring the bell. <laughs> this, this is a cautious don't call me. Susu, you wanted to make a... Uh, no, no, no. Some, it's yeah, it's, it's very Kanji. important. No, I was, it was Vinicius. Vinicius it's okay. very important to have similar profile so that when you are changing the team, there's not much disruption. Because let's say uh, Mitrovic gets a very serious injury. You don't want the team to play too differently when his replacement comes in. Because imagine if Mitrovic's replacement is a Callum Wilson type player. It means all your aerial balls are done. And if you look at the stats, Mitrovic is challenging for more aerial duels than maybe 10, 12 Premier League teams. The whole team, Mitrovic is challenging for more aerial balls than them. So you need someone who can come in and have that physical imposing presence. And I believe he wasn't given many chances at space because of how good Hurricane is. There was just no opportunities for him to come in and what hurricane can do so i don't it's not fair to judge him on his time as space and like daniel said the person we saw at benfica is a potential elite striker and maybe this is what he needs for his career daniel talk to me about julian draxler to benfica oh, Charlie. this is this is a deal i think arsenal should have done oh, arsenal yes 20 years ago maybe well maybe yes but they were looking for a winger and look, he was available on loan himself is not look draxler is not serious <laughs> seriously why draxler, why no, draxler actually had opportunities to leave PSG long time ago like three, in fact he spent at least the last three yeah. or four seasons on the bench Clearly. With ben, with Ben Affa and, oh, and, and a couple of guys. Even Ben Affa never left and came back. 
and I'm 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 surprised. That is why he's landing himself at at, at Benfica. Benfica because look, in terms of talent, he's he is a top talent or was a top talent because in recent times he's not been able to live up to that. And if you look at his age, it looks like he's on the decline. Yeah. Um, I don't see him getting any top move after this Benfica move. It's quite disappointing based on the the ability that he had. His link to Arsenal was, what, like five years ago? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. He, they, I think during the Wenger time. Yeah, during the Wenger time. Even that, I'm happy he didn't go to Arsenal. <laughs> but look, I'm, 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 I'm surprised he didn't move a long time ago mm-hmm. because he's not, beaten, he's not been in PSG's plans for like the past three seasons. Yeah. I'm surprised it's taken him this long. Even, and even honestly, last season, they said he enjoys living in Paris too much. Exactly. That's why he's not leaving. Look, if I... And you see, in Ketia, if I look the at... Ayewala. <laughs> ah, Charlie. Ah. If I look at what is happening around PSG and their transfer outs, you can tell that it's the new manager who is forcing yeah, these guys forcing because And Luis Campos. Look, Don't forget Luis Campos. Yeah. We've seen... Uh, um, Kizawa leave. Leonardo signings. Luxury signings. Kizawa leave. We've seen... Uh, uh, what's his name? My very good friend from Argentina. Yeah. Cardi. Is leaving. Mm-hmm. Is they leaving. say is refusing to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, <laughs> the money is good. He's he's forcing them out, and it just shows you that a number of these players were comfortable just mm. sitting at PSG mm. and collecting the cash. The lifestyle in Paris, state. Look, it's 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 nice, and I'm a bit disappointed because you like to see talented players being driven by their passion and their, and their want to succeed. And he doesn't strike me as one of them. Um, he's going to Benfica. Honestly speaking, I'll not be surprised if we reach December, January, and he's sitting on the bench for Benfica because we know there's some top talents there in Portugal. Mm-hmm. There are some top talents there. They don't hesitate to promote their young guys if they bring somebody on this wage and the person is not doing enough. So, yes, look, yes, I'm happy he's left PSG yeah. just by virtue of the fact that he was, I was just annoying, it was getting annoying seeing him in the Paris shirt, not doing anything there. He's moving there. I'm just hoping that he'll be able to play his way back into um what's his name Hansi Flick's plans because he has what two months to that the is world cup. Isn't he a world cup winner I believe mm-hmm. he was in that world cup yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's where I have an issue I don't think I don't think it was then in 2014 no, I, 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 I'll just verify that for you I would have thought he, instead of going to Portugal he would have gone to the Bundesliga yeah I think that would have been that would have helped that would have helped his cause. That would have been a better move mm-hmm. than going to Portugal because this is a player. I think if he was self-motivated, yeah. very determined to uh, put himself out there as look, my days at being of being at PSG is over. Now I've come back. Like of course, Timo Werner has just done. Whilst on Tuesday, Chelsea were struggling for goals. He was he was scoring. Hat tricks with with what he, he was part is. of the 2014 mm-hmm. World Cup. He's played 58 times for Germany. German. So he's a, a German international. So yes. why he's why satisfied. why didn't he go back to the Bundesliga to challenge himself there? Because I think the league in bon- in Germany is much more competitive, competitive yeah. than in Portugal. But he choosing to go to Benfica. Maybe I don't know. Those Champions League teams in Germany were mm-hmm. not looking at him. Of course, maybe they are not convinced about his attitude. So personally. I don't think it is a move I would don't come in. And mm. Drasler, by far, if you look at how talented he was when yeah. he was coming up. I, I don't remember the last time I saw him playing football. Yeah, the they used to bring him on like in the, in the 80th, early. 75th minute. To just such a waste of talent. Yeah. And the move to PSG, in my view, came too early. And I'm sure it was because of the cash. The yeah. cash showed yeah. to him but at have the to time. See, he couldn't turn down. Even given Schalke, he kind of forced his way out of Schalke to Wolfsburg at first. Mm-hmm. 
before he kind of went to PSG. So yeah. he might be a bit of a problematic person in that sense after that. Hmm. And maybe there, there's, there's some that underlying things we are not really seeing. Let me just come through um, a deal that collapsed. Um, Michi Bellino. No, sorry. Sorry. Michi Batshuayi. Michi Batshuayi. Collapsed? Yes, the deal collapsed. Michi Batshuayi was looking to go to... Where is he going? to go to Nottingham Forest. Where is he going? Nottingham Forest. Chasing his goals. And Batshuayi... And Bashwai is a very potential goal scorer. He's a top top maxman. Let me let me ask Chelsea fans right now. Chelsea fans, are you happy that Batshuayi's move to Forest has collapsed? Do you prefer that he stays <laughs> and helps the team? How can you, how can you ask them this question? Oh no, let me ask them because <laughs> they are trying to forgotten he was playing for Chelsea. They don't have oh. I've forgotten that he's Chelsea fans. Chelsea fans, how do you feel about Batshuayi's move to Nottingham Forest collapsing? Let me let me know real quick how you feel about that. Uh, you can also still send in your thoughts via text, WhatsApp, and Telegram. I'm telling you, Nkete, I'm happy the move has collapsed because Chelsea needs help. They need top strikers to help them. And Bashwai <laughs> is one of such top strikers. Shatter me. Can you imagine? You know, you know, so we, we are don't come in. Bashwai is stay at Chelsea. Of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm happy the deal collapsed, not for Chelsea, but yeah. for Tottenham Forest. Mm. Um, I was very disappointed. And I'm going to go through every player they've signed when you finish. Hey, I was, look, uh, yesterday I was very disappointed when I looked at their lineup and I didn't see my boy. I don't I don't see why you sign a player with that pedigree coming into your team and then you bench him in a game against Manchester City when he has all the 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 the, the his profile just fits the attributes, the attributes to disturb, there, Manchester, disturb Manchester, City. Manchester City. And they sat him on the bench. And if you look at Michi Batshuayi, so Batshuayi is not, look, he's not close ah. to a uh, uh, Taiwo. But he, he's, he deserved he's to play for Chelsea, Batshuayi. <laughs> so I'm happy. Do you, remember he, he, do you remember he helped them win the title? No, even all jokes aside, <laughs> he was helping them win the title. He, 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 he was scoring some against goals. Personally, I like Batshuayi. I don't know about you guys, but I like Let me read a few messages that have been coming through and then uh, we'll finally discuss that Abdul Mumin move to Spain. Jesse from Sakomono um, says that please, does Eden Hazard still play football? Question for the gods. <laughs> Joshua, um, I, I think I saw a Joshua text. Yeah, Joshua from Winniba says Varane, Ronaldo, Casemiro makes Manchester United reunited. Interesting. Party Paul from Labadi Chado says, can you confirm for me um, there's some speculation that Ole will be replacing Scott Parker at Fulham. That's Bournemouth. He means to say Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. So that, that's the rumor going on. Uh, Roland Baxbone again comes and says, um, any update on Bashwai? Well, we just discussed that that move has collapsed. Um, watching you guys from Instagram, coach is always a delight to watch and listen to. Hashtag don't call me. Please remember to add the hashtag don't call me to all your tweets. Uh, we are live on City TV. Uh, you can join us on DSTV channel 363. Uh, also, you can join the Facebook stream. We are, we are live on Facebook as well, so you can get us on there. And then you can also tune in to 97.3 City FM. You are listening to the Transfer Deadline Day show. My name is Benjamin Inkesia. You've been hearing Susu Graham, Coach Christopher Nimley, Daniel Cranting, and Nathan Kwao over the phone lines. I'll be getting to Nathan again in a bit. Nana from Kwashiman says Dan James, uh, Vinicius Jr., William, and Kuzawa. Fulham are having a transfer window. You see, uh, on EPL in your FIFA career mode after playing four to five seasons. 
faculty from Kwashiman. Says, I'm surprised at how Leicester have remained silent this window, looking at the number of players they've lost, especially with the goalkeeping position. Danny Ward certainly doesn't fit the profile of being Leicester number one. Okay, so let me read more messages. Richmond from Ashaiman says, Hi Ben, where is Fabio Vieira? Hmm, question for the gods. He's been on the bench a couple of games. I'm not sure why he's not getting game time. Um, Ejayao from North Kanechi says, Saliba is back and Arsenal is better. Proper Donkomi. Bernard from Kuntun says, Satellite Junction says, I Donkomi Zakaria to Chelsea. We really needed reinforcement in that midfield. This is huge. Drew from Adenta says, I wish United could have gone in for Kimmich as backup too. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Who is telling you Joshua Kimmich? Joshua Kimmich is priced at almost 150 million euros. Don't even go there. There's transfers. It's not FIFA. Ah, Joshua Kimmich. Hey, telling people have big ambitions. You need Joshua Kimmich. Hey! He'll look at you. Sally Hamilton. They think you are mad. He'll not redirect you to Olibakan. Come on, get out. <laughs> Come on, get out of Come this order. What do you mean by <laughs> I want to talk about the Leicester thing when you are done reading the Quick messages. Quick thoughts, yes. Just give us an update yeah, on Leicester City. You have to be honest. Leicester has spent... They've been trying to break into the top four. They spent a lot of money. They finished eighth. At wages... They have a high wage bill. An aging squad. All the players they are trying to sell, no one is really interested apart from Fofana. Telemans, they want to sell. No one is coming. How can they bring players in? And... Remember, their owner, what is his business? His business is duty-free shops. What has happened since Corona came? People are not flying anymore. So who's going to be duty-free to buy? Mm-hmm. So there, there's no ca- They're the opposite of money. Where cash is there, Amanu? Cash is not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the owners actually explained to the fans why they are not buying players. Yeah. So, as it stands, mm-hmm. they look like a team to be relegated. That's it, yeah? Yeah, because if... Yeah, if, 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 if the, their form if is not good. saying that... Uh, because of corona do you know can they quantify the relegation if they were to be relegated hmm. and you see even covid teams the premier league clubs have broken their spending uh, record that's it we've this all window. been through covid we've all been through covid yeah. uh, if the likes of fulham and co can buy place only Leicester and Ghana are suffering with still I know, but, but even Inter Milan, yeah. a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Milan is just like, a, uh, that situation is oh, right. But I'm saying that it's the same COVID thing. The, yeah. the owner's company was valued about was it eight billion before COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID happened. It's valued at four billion. What I'm saying is then the moment he says that's why the money Leicester City will make for being in the Premiership. You cannot equate that of Milan. But, also, but that's why the points I'm making that the owner is also pumping a lot of money. That's part of what Look, has been. They've sold Maguire for 80 million two, three years ago. They've, they, by remaining in the Premier League, they sold for right Fana, Fana 75 million. million. But I guess the they had... alone will give you over 130 million for being. But they still have to, but there are still expenses running. No, they built, they built a new training center. They've spent a lot of money. They, spent a lot they, of money. These are owners who are, Maybe the Fofana they, money will give them a little relief. Yeah, no, these are owners who are dedicated to spending money. Let's let's be fair to them. They spent a lot of money. Let, mm. So if, if they say if they can't spend team, now, yeah. would, would you would you rather spend to stay up 
or you rather wait I, and I, get I, 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 I honestly I feel like once the if they sack Brendan Rogers and a new manager comes, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. Well, let's see how that goes. Let's talk about Idrissa Ghana Gay yeah. to Everton Football Club. Now, just just as a as a um, notification, we'll be wrapping up on TV at about ten fifty five. But you can still keep up with us on radio and also live on Facebook. So you can stay on Facebook, but we wrap up on TV at 10.55. Ghana Gay has signed a two-year deal with Everton. Coach, look, without even speaking on them, it's a move 100%. Look, he's, he's one of the very underrated players. But in terms of efficiency... And being very effective at what he does as a player, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best in the business. Look, he he was commanding a regular position in this star-studded PSG team. We all know the situation that has forced him out of the team. Yeah. He refused not to wear a certain jersey. Yeah, we know. Once he said he wouldn't wear that, said that goes contrary to his religion. That was the beginning of the end for Idrissa Gana. So for me. I wanted him to leave, and I'm happy he's left. Mm-hmm. He's gone back to Everton, a place he knows, a place yeah. uh, uh, he, he understands very, very well. And for me, he and as Everton, if he doesn't want to wear the jersey, you feel free not to wear, wear that jersey. jersey. It's a very <laughs> bad jersey. <laughs> you just have to bring that in. No, it's of course, true. because we all know that. Look, his 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 ability as a yeah. player has never been in doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at the fact that uh, is it Dakori, eh? he can yeah. stay fit. Alan same. Alan can stay fit. They've just confirmed the signing of the My United boy, uh, James Ghana. James Ghana. Look, these are all pragmatic players. If you've got the likes of uh, uh, Idrissa Ghana Gay strongly in midfield alongside James Ghana and try and release, because right now, until I never knew uh, the Nigerian boy, what's his name? Iwobi. Iwobi could play as a proper number six or number eight. But Frank Lampa has done so well trying to integrate him into that position. With the what? What's the name of the guy they bought from uh, um, France? That black guy. Onana. 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 Amadou Onana. Can you, Funny enough. Look, can you imagine Idrissa Ganage Onana and, and Amadou Onana in, in I, that I, 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 I get palpitations when I see Tom Davis in a football game. Yeah. I'm asking myself, what, what is, is he, he doing? doing? It's time. It's time. Tom it's Davis. Got, I think it's his time is up. It's politics. Oh, look, I think he's from the youth team. Offers so. nothing but energy. Look, I think his time is up because Ganage Onana, mm-hmm. Ghana, Iwobi, and Cole. They will, they, will, they will actually bring a bit more stability into the midfield and at least show that very yeah. porous back line of Everton mm. and protect them a, a bit more and let the, the, the forward-thinking and attacking players go and then do their own thing going forward. But I'm shocked that Everton didn't... Did they, I think they bought a striker in, in, in Mopi, eh? Yeah, he bought yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... He's addressed a very That's good problem. Zimope is plus one minus one. Yeah, oh, you can also trust him. Look, He's plus look. one minus one. Ghana Gay's move is a move. The move you don't call me. No. Well, just by way of updates, um, Marcos Alonso has completed his move to Barcelona yeah. as part of that Obama Young swap deal. So, um, I, Barca fans are upset. <laughs> no, why are they upset? Telling the board, they say they don't need Marcos Alonso. Yeah, I read a, they I read shouldn't a, be upset. Let mm-hmm. me just chip this in. Why mm-hmm. they shouldn't be ups- mm-hmm. upset? You took Obama Young for free. Yeah, you sold him for 14 million. Yep, 40 million euros or 40 million pounds. I don't know yeah. what the figure 14, is. 14, actually, yeah, 14. 14 million. Yeah, and and at the point where, according to the contract, his wages were going to go up, mm-hmm. you sold him. Yeah. you've dispatched him diligently, you've got him money. 
Why are you upset? Why are you upset? I, no, the issue is Marcos Alonso is a former Real Madrid player. And not only that, Marcos yeah, Alonso's father played for Real Madrid. His grandfather also played for Real Madrid. Challenge, challenge, challenge. So, that is too much for Barcelona to handle. I, I, I honestly believe that's what it is. That this is someone who's died in the world. Real no, but they're a person. poverty team. What do you expect? <laughs> But they are poverty team. You mean they are looking out for as now. many bargain deals uh, as possible? Exactly. As we speak now, they've no, been badly poverty, managed. And poverty they're selling their team. soul. Yes, they've been badly managed over the years. They've sold things that they shouldn't have sold. Yeah. Sure. So at the end of the day, you better shh. And I said, what? I think half the thing is his family history. Honestly, yeah. I can't see any other reason. This is why they don't like They it. don't really have a backup left back to Jordi Alba. Yeah. You know, so why, why are they complaining? They have this. Baldy guy from the academy, but yeah, you, I, not good enough. I, I know that maybe he'll be there one not day, ready. but you, how sure yeah, are you? he's looking very good. Mm, that young yeah. chap, he's looking very, he's looking very good, good, but maybe they don't trust him for the season. But mm. whatever the case is, he's young, so yeah. I believe I believe it's a Real Madrid connections that are Jordi Alba is still there. He's a human, yeah. Let, 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 <laughs> let me read a few messages coming from Twitter. So, our good friend Bright Doe says, There's a Mensa deal in every club window, and I think that what Barcelona is doing with Alonso. Is just what we are seeing. Alonso's move, um, he says, um, I think that's what Barcelona's Alonso's move is about because I don't see anything positive in that transfer. Overall, I think Barca have had a good window across Europe. Let me read a few of those messages coming in before we take a quick break here. This one here says, Hey, Chairman, this, this one is from Fresh P. He says, Hey, so, and, so Chairman, so Chairman Phil Jones survives another transfer deadline day in Swobeya boarding. Hashtag don't call me. That's what he says. This one here says, um, Hi, don't call me team. I want to know if Alonso's deal went to. Yes, it did go through. Also, confirm for me if Loftus is still at Chelsea. Well, Loftus chic. Ojinemu pumping. Ojinemu pumping. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's he's right in the mix. This one here is from Bright Bright Dad. Bright Tad. He says, I should tell coach to stop what he's doing. Because we all know that Batuayi does not even qualify to play for Chelsea's academy. Who bought him? <laughs> As we speak, Batuayi, he was signed for like twenty million. Ah, you top top striker. You know you are. At all, top striker. You know you are. Well, I'll, I'll read a few more messages, but we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll sign off on TV, um, on City TV, so you can you can. You can keep up with the conversation here on radio and also live on Facebook. So we are signing off uh, right about now. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be rounding up all the best deals that have been done, the done deals, your top three um, signings of the transfer window and what's not to round it up. Stay with us here on Don't Call Me. We'll be right back. Benjamin Ikezia here. We are live on 97.3 City FM. It's the Transfer Deadline Day show. We are live on Facebook as well. So head to City FM's Facebook page. And you can catch us there. You can also catch us on radio. We've just gone off City TV. Let's get into more transfer talk. Let's talk about Abdul Khalid Moumen now. Daniel, let me start off with you. Um, right to dream product, young centre-back, ball-playing centre-back, tall, athletic, can pass from defence, hard tackler. He's moving to Rayo. Rayo Vallecano. Apparently, he was supposed to move to AFC Bournemouth, but Scott Parker got fired and that deal fell through. Um, are you Donkomin, Khalid Moumen, 
to Rio Vallecano from Victoria Guimaraes. I'm happy he didn't go to Bournemouth. Oh, I don't, I don't you don't want him in the Premier League? I don't think I don't he's want ready him in a sinking ship. I don't think he's ready in the pre, uh, ready for the Premier League now. Um, how so? How so? How so? Because look, we've we've seen players make the jump from the Portuguese league into the Premier League, and I don't think he's one of those players. I don't think has established himself properly in the Portuguese league. Yes, for his level, he's good, mm-hmm. but as I said, the Premier League is very unforgiving, and to come to a team like Bournemouth, who are bound to concede goals was always going to be a problem for him. I'm happy. Um, the Spanish league has been very good for Ghanaian defenders. We know Joseph Edu is there doing very well. And that's where um, Salisu came from, his time at Valladolid. I think it offers you that, that, that platform, first of all. And then the style, the pace of the football in Spain, the style, the tactical flexibility there also helps you develop. So I think he's, 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 I think he's picked the right clubs throughout his career, from Nordland to... Um, Portugal to Victor, uh, in, in, in playing for Victoria now to um, Vallecano. I think if he takes his time, he has the look. He has the profile of somebody who will make a, a fine top top class defender in the, in the near future. I don't think he should rush things. He's still young, and as you said, you've, you've spoken about his attributes, his passing ability, um, defensive awareness, ability to read the game. This is the, the make of a of a modern day um, centre back and. As I said, I don't, I don't want him to rush things. I'm, I'm happy he didn't come to the Premier League. He should take it at least a year or two, uh, two, three years in, 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 in Spain, and then I think he'll be ready to make the big jump to the Premier League. And hopefully by mm. then when he's coming, he'll not be coming to one of the lower teams, maybe mid-table or one of the top teams there. Coach? Yeah, I agree 100% with what the guy said. Because at the end of the day, this is a player I really, 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 really do love because of the way he's cultured his game. His game is, is revolved around common sense. Mm-hmm. Football, you know, is not played by idiots. If mm-hmm. your brain is not idiots. I need you to repeat that again for I me. I said football, you know, is not played by idiots. Thank you. Thank you very much, if Rabbi. If your brain is at work, mm-hmm. you tend to do it very simple. Simple. And for this young man, mm-hmm. he's one player who uses his brain most often than none. So you, see, you hardly see him in that physical battle. Yeah. Although he's got a physique to engage in that. He reminds me of real Ferdinand, sort of Thiago Silva, of course, in his heydays where there wasn't the need to be physically involved. Just use your common sense and then things will be made simple. So I'm happy he's gone to a league where technicality is more or less the norm of the day because the Spanish league grows on that, flourishes on technical players. And for me, uh, he not coming to the EPL, he's still developing though. He's not there yet. I believe he's choosing the right choice. And I want to say kudos to all those advisors, those that helped him make this decision. It was a wise one, and it's a move 100% don't commit. So the move has been don't commit. What we are going to do, um, you guys should send me your thoughts. Your top three transfers this window. Who are your top three transfers this window? I'll, I'll take that around the table as well. Uh, your top three transfers this window. Suzu, let's talk about Serginho Dest to AC Milan on loan from Barcelona. I am shocked. Again, not that AC Milan is not a great spot for him, but United were looking at buying a right back. They toyed with actually getting Serginio Dest at a point. For a player as good as he is, I, I thought that he was on a very affordable side. The price was being quoted at, what, 20 to 25 million? So he's on loan with an option for bu- 20 million. To buy so no from, from Milan. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Talk to me about that. How how good a move is this for Milan, and how bad a miss is this for other teams? I have to say, from the Milan standpoint, I'm a bit confused. 
because we have uh, David Calabria, our club captain and starting right back. Yeah. We have Alessandro Florenzi, who many of you know, an older player from AS Roma, one of our highest paid players actually, also a right back. So I'm trying to understand. My suspicion is either him or Florenzi is going to be used more as a right winger this season. That's my suspicion, cause mm. otherwise the transfer doesn't make sense. If, cause what do you need three right backs for? You know, it just doesn't add up to me. So unless they they decided that they want him to come and play right back, or maybe they see him as cover for left back, mm. that might be the another thing. Because um, Balotelli has left, and there's no other left back in the squad as far as I can remember, apart from Theo Hernandez. So maybe he's there to come and play left back. Which also is another makes sense, but I don't see him coming to play right back for Milan. That's the only thing. But if he's coming to play left back, I find it strange they didn't find a specialist left back, but rather someone who can play both. So maybe their idea is maybe because Florenzi might not be there next season because of his age. So you get Destin as your backup right back. He can also contribute at left back. Then next season you get left back, or he's coming to play the right wing. But when I look at it now, I don't see a place for him in the squad. But I know Maldini has a plan. I've, I've when even when I've doubted him, he showed me I was wrong to doubt him. So mm. I'll just I'll just watch Maldini and let him cook because that's that's what he does. Best, a, so. For me, look, I I understand. In fact, when I saw the Sergio Destino United rumors, I was praying United yeah. wouldn't make that move. Um, he's he's basically Diogo Dalo, mm. lopsided game, very good offensively. And uh, poor defensive. And even on the offensive side, if you watched him with Barcelona, he's not been as good as he was at Ajax. He's not been as convincing as he was at Ajax. He seemed a bit confused by yeah. Barcelona's system, especially when Ronnie Kuman left the club. And it's not he's not the sort of player United needs at this particular point in time. If United are going to get a right back, they are going to they need somebody who's not just young, but somebody who understands the position, offers balance. Exactly, offers balance, similar to what they do with Malasia on the other side. Not just good going for it, but defensively also sound and young, ability to read the system and um, somebody who is sustainable for the next three, four, five years. At, at the club, I don't. I don't think Dest is is, is is the right person for for Man United. And also, if I, I was, as I said, the comparison between himself and Dalo, very similar players. If United has somebody like Dalo, I think they need a more balanced uh, right back to come in and, and offer him um, some competition in there. Clearly, Wan Bissaka is not the guy, but I feel United are better off keeping Wan Bissaka for now, doing more ex, a more extensive. Um, scouting yeah. and then getting somebody in, uh, maybe in the uh, January transfer window next next summer. Let me talk about a strange transfer. So, so talk to us about this one, Lucas Ocampos. Very strange transfer involving Sevilla and Ajax Football Club. Now, apparently, Ajax were trying to get oh. him as a replacement for Anthony. They say midway through the flight, somebody said that we don't want the player again, and so the player was left in limbo. No, no, no. I believe he's been signed in the end, but I believe that the Ajax board disagreed with the fee. Mm, 17 million? They felt, I I believe it was 20. Initially, now gone now. So I believe what they said was that the fee was too high, Mm. and they weren't going to release the money. You know that I, that seems to be what happened, and it just it just shows where Ajax are in terms of how they think about. But they are running have a, a truckload of money. Well, yeah, that's what there's. Um, I was thinking myself. Yeah. You had just got ninety-seven million, yeah. ninety-five million. Why are you not trying to spend twenty million? What's, What's but, twenty million? But you know, 
they have plans. They know what they are doing. Every dime, every dime, every has, dime has his place. So they know what they are doing. So I guess they felt, but it's a good move for them. He can play on the right. He can play on the left. He's actually he's a great goal scoring winger. Yeah. He had a very good season with Sevilla. Sevilla did very well, but you know. Well, let's talk about the top three transfers of the window for each person. Coach, let me let me come to you for, for, for starters. I'll take a lot more from my message box in this one. I'll take some tweets as well. Let me start off with you, Coach. Top three transfers this window. I, I think the first on the list for me will have to be the boy at Manchester City. He's yeah, a player yeah. I have loved. A player you wanted to come I home. really wanted But, but he swerved you. But he, but he, although he's in the city of Manchester. At least that will. If I want to see him, I can just drive by. Simple. And see him and take some good selfie with him. Oh, Ellen. Look, Ellen Haaland. I have said that I think he will score more than 30 goals. Because. Or, or, Are you putting your money on him to break the Premier League record this yes, season? Yes, of course. It's already, 32. Only, or, already only he 30. scored 9 in 5, isn't it? That's crazy. So he's on course for 68. Yeah, let's, according to the XG. If you know, if you look at their math, the projection, five, yeah. yeah, 68. Aye. So uh, he's already scored nine in five. And 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 if you look at Northern Forest, Bournemouth, there are teams that he has some hat trick already guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for for me, he's my number one transfer of the window, and then number two, it's a player that nobody's given any chance to. Is a player that nobody thinks is fit enough to be a proper centre back because of his height. But after his the butcher, the butcher, Look, the butcher, he's looking, he's he's looking more like the real deal. Take it or leave it. He's that player who can pass from the back. He knows when when to go in and butcher. So he does that with some good effectiveness. And take it or leave it. Look, third on the list. I'm yet to see him play. Ah! Anthony, 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 Mm. They, say, they, they say they have a song for Anthony. 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 You see that culture. Anthony, Anthony. Cultured left foot. Nkrofo papanum. Oh. They don't make a selfie. Boyfriends. Oh, don't pay. Oh, be able to do the smoothness level. Make a one quality. Aba jejeme bahat. Quick, 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 quick. Look. Aba shame akpe. Oh, quick. Akpe. Aba shame akpe. No more kids. The ball and the joy. Me the kudo. Kudo. Oh, chale. Oni ekbe fijami. Be e fijami. Ekbe fijami ne pasashi. Anthony, Daniel, let me take your top three signings of this window. Um, look, Ellen Haaland is number one. Yeah, coach has said it, so I'll not talk too much about him. Number two is uh, Chouameni. 
Real Madrid um, shows a team that is planning. And in fact, an interesting thing about Real Madrid's transfer strategy over the past few years and buying Munich, you see these top sides buying bright young talents yeah. um, for the future. And it just shows you the sustainability and the pro- progressiveness in which they are um, taking things from. And I'm, I'm happy. Um, Real Madrid bought him for what, 80 million, and then they sold. Um, the 30-year-old Casemiro to Man United for 60 million. That yeah. is top business. And they are more or less guaranteed top-class performances from Tramini for the next um, four to five years. And I think that was, a, that was a quality transfer. The third one might surprise you, but Zinchenko. Arsenal's acquisition of Zinchenko. Um, I spoke about Zinchenko, the great Zinchenko. <laughs> spoke about Tieni's um, injury problems um, with the team. So they are need to get in a, a top class left back to put some pressure on him and get that competition in that particular position, and they did that. But also because of the tactical flexibility of Zinchenko. And if you watch how Ateta has deployed him, you can tell that this was extensive scouting. They knew why they went for a player of his profile. And I'll not be surprised if, when he comes back from injury, he'll be yeah. that, that permanent left back for us. Now his ability to slot into the midfield. Um, offer them that calmness. In fact, when Arsenal are progressing the ball, you see him draw into the midfield with um, party. That also allows Xhaka to be making those forward runs. And that's something that we've not seen um, too many teams do. It just shows you the thinking, that tactical thinking that has gone behind the purchase of the player. And you can tell that this is somebody that fits perfectly into Arteta's plan. So hopefully, um, he's not somebody who's been faced with too many injury situations. Yeah. And we know that he'll come back very soon. He'll stay fit and he'll be able to help Arsenal push for that that top four spot, or even maybe the title assistant. But I think he's a top-class signing, especially even for the money that he he, he went for. Suzu? Um, uh, obviously, Haaland is number one. Very simple. There's there's no much to No be contender. No contender, because the truth is, he's not... I wouldn't even say he's playing well in, in the sense that he's scoring, but he's not getting involved in the build-up. He's not really... He's not adjusted to Man City system. In the sense that they're just putting the ball in the box. He's not yet ingrained in the team like that. So I can only imagine that as the season progresses, it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. The next player I want to mention is Casimiro. I know this one might be a bit controversial. Casimiro. But, but man, you have been crying for a defensive midfielder for years. So the fact that they've addressed this problem with one of the best in the world is very simple. Like Daniel said, Tramini has come in to replace him. But the reason I wouldn't put Tramini there is I don't know if Charmini is yet at Casemiro's level. He will definitely get there. There's, that's, the, that's the projection he's going on. So, But right now, Casemiro is one of the best in the business. And man, you have... You know, when you have a problem, you you know, they basically done this, you know. Your car gets sports and you go and buy a Ferrari. That's what they've done. And mm. that's how I see it. And it's a great transfer for them. But hopefully, his fitness doesn't fall off a cliff and his performance don't fall off a cliff. But looking at it now, I'm, I'm for Casemiro. But number three is difficult for me, so... I'll just put two names. These are both from La Liga. I would say Rudiger and Lewandowski, the two of them. I can't decide. You can't decide between the two yeah, of them. Because Rudiger can't get into the team of Real Madrid. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> At 400,000 euros, though. Yes. Don't worry. The, the season just started. Don't worry. You see, if you look Carlo, eh, if you know the way Carlo Angelotti does his things, he's one of those very faithful managers. Yes. They tend to... If you trust you stick with yes. his people. Yes. So, for, for me... Uh, 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 Rudiger maybe should have given this in a second time. Let me go to the phone lines and take Nathan. Nathan will give us his top three transfers and then we can let him go because he has to be here early tomorrow. Nathan, quick thoughts. Your, your top three transfers of this window. 
Okay, I don't think Nathan is there on the line. Um, I'll take some messages coming through and then I'll come back, Suzu. I just, I didn't finish on my Rudiger and Lewandowski point. Okay, quick one, quick one. I'm quick just one. saying, Rudiger is one that right now, he adds something to their, to their defense. He's an elite center back. So even if you decide to pen with Militao, you can push Alaba out wide. You don't lose anything. He can replace Alaba or Eda Militao at any point. You don't lose anything. And for a team that just won the Champions League, Adding such a quality player to their back line only makes them stronger. They may not have got that right winger they were looking for. They may not have got Mbappe. But it's still a very solid addition. And Lewandowski, I mean, there's not much to be said. This is one of the deadliest strikers in Europe. Mm-hmm. Mbasa have picked him up. And it's that simple. They are going to just... They have Rafinha and Dembele just whipping crosses into him. He will eat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Le- eat. Lewandowski is Lewandowski. He's one of the best in the world. Yeah. I, He's just a tier below some of the strikers we've seen in the past years, in my opinion. But in terms of getting those goals, he's still up there. So, well, great transfer. More, more updates coming through. Aubameyang has just signed his Chelsea contract. Mm-hmm. So, um, Comunicado Oficial. That's what it is. Oba is back in London. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Serge Aurier has completed his move to Nottingham Forest. On a, <coughs> yeah, Charlie said. So, this was player number 21 or 22? 21. 21. In fact, I'll go through every name for you but just so you know how real it is. But the truth is also that the truth also that they've actually they've actually cleared out. Let me see my numbers here. They've cleared out almost 25 players. Yeah. Yes. So they have so, to buy. yeah. So they've they've brought in a lot of players. They've cleared out a lot of players. So that's the going. But like I said, Serge Aurier um, has joined. Willy Bolly has also joined from Wolves. Um, Renan Lodi. I, we that's, need to, that's, we need, that's the transfer I don't we need to, I'll, I'll come back to you on that today, but so let me just quickly go to the forest transfers and then I will get Daniel's thoughts on Renan Lodi so Ryan Hammond from Millwall Taiwo Awuni uh, Dean Henderson Julian Bianconi Musa Niakate Omar Richards Neko Williams Wayne Hennessy uh, Brandon Aguilera Harry Tofolo uh, Louis O'Brien Jesse Lingard Orel Mangala Emmanuel Dennis Cheku Kuyate um, Remo Friula um, Morgan Gibbs White, Juan Uijo, I think the name is from Jerodem uh, uh, Bordeaux, Renan Lodi from Atletico, and Willy Bolly. Renan Lodi, right back from Atletico, left, 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 left back actually. Look, sorry, left yeah, back. Man, What's going on with I'm that? I'm shocked when I saw that transfer. Look, I, I how that, was it in March? He was denying my United a place in the Champions League quarterfinal. Top class performance for Atletico Madrid. And now he's a Nottingham Forest. Is it a loan deal? Loan deal, actually. It's a loan, it's a loan deal. deal. Yeah, it's a loan deal. I was, look, I was very, very surprised. First of all, how did Nottingham Forest pull off a deal like yeah, that? Because attractive. He, he will not come cheap, actually. This That's is the, Because the Premier League is the real Super League. This I'm telling you. Look, it is what Florentino Perez saw coming. Look, he said, let's go and do Super League. How rich the Premier League clubs are. Their financial like said, they've actually they broken have. their record for yeah. money spent this window. Look, the financial pool that they have, and it, it, look, it, it, it just shows you. But look, it says it's a top top signing for them. Um, hopefully, they will stay up and then they can push and make it permanent. But look, Renan Lodi is a he's a top top player. Um, Atletico Madrid got a replacement and they let him go. But if you look at him, look, going forward, he's brilliant. He's so athletic. He has the strength to bump up and down the field. And he has that defensive balance that you want. He's not the greatest of defenders, but he can do the job as a defender. And going forward, too, he's, he's also very threatening in the final third. We saw him against Manchester City yesterday. In fact, the few openings that um, Nottingham Forest got in that game was through his side. He is, is, he's almost like... Marcos Alonso in reading when to enter the box 
um, went being at the right place at the right time in terms of a, a, attacking movement. And look, he's he's really, 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 really good. And for Nottingham Forest, I'm happy for them. I just hope that they stay up. And then they are able to push and make this deal permanent because he's a top-class player. So, Renan Lodi, um, I'll, I'll go through a list of Ghanaians that have also moved this window, uh, just so you know what's going on. So, Felix Afinajan made his move from AS Roma to Cremonese. Um, Osman Bukhari um, from Ghent to Red Star Belgrade. Daniel Kofitre moved from St. Pauli to SC Freiburg. And then we had Gideon Mensah also moving from... Red Bull Salzburg to AJ Oxer. Isaac Atanga moved from FC Cincinnati to Godstepe. That's a lone move. Uh, Benjamin Tete made a move from Yeni Malayat Sport to Hull City. Um, Tariq Fosu moved from Brentford to Stoke City. And then you also had Samuel Owusu moving from Alfaya to Kukariki. Uh, Ransford Yeboa. Ransford, is it? No, someone, someone also moved from where? Al Faya. To where? Kukariki. In the same league. Yeah. No, no, Kukariki, Kukariki is, is, is Serbia. Serbia yeah. So he moved from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia to Serbia. Kukariki. Yeah, Charlie Ransford. Your boy moved from Dynamo Dresden to HSV uh, in the Bundesliga 2. Joe Famaye moved from Orenberg to Ruben Kazan. Isaac Saki moved from Hataya Sport to uh, Umrania Sport. Charlie, the Turkish names there. Hmm. Majid Juarez moved from Strasbourg to Anotosis Famagusta. Famagusta. Cyprus. Charlie. Hey, Juarez. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. And then there was also a surprising move. Kasim Nuhu Adams, mm-hmm. after rotting on the bench in Hoffenheim, made a move to FC Basel. That's a lone move. Uh, so he's in there. Steve, uh, Stefan Ambrosius also moved from HSV to Krauschwa. And then there's Clifford Abouadje. Free transfer to FC Queretaro. Uh, still stays in the Mexican League. And then there's also Emmanuel Boateng. Free transfer to Rio Ave in the Portuguese Primera. Um, Emmanuel Lomote. Oh, Charlie Patrick Akotos Lomote. I heard a, yeah? a deal uh-huh. earlier today. Mm-hmm. Wakasu. Where has that to cast you in? Has that been confirmed? I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to just, just seem indulgent. Yeah, cast you in this list is for I, I compiled this list yesterday at midday, mm-hmm. so I'm just I might have missed some of the yeah. chances, but this was as of midday yesterday. yesterday. These were the Ghanaian yeah. squad. So, Emmanuel Lomote moved from Amea to Malmo, Gilbert Kumsin moved from Kasim Pasa to uh Glimt, and then uh, Ibrahim Imoro moved from Asante uh, Kotoko to Al Hilal. We had Rashid Abubakar also moving from Accra Lions to FK Sarajevo. And then also Maxwell Woleji uh, at that one. That, that's a move that ha- happened very early in the window. He moved from um, FC North Island to Victoria Guimarães. So a lot of Ghanaians have moved this window. Sheriff Tiraspol had... I'm not Edmund seeing the Adu. Wakasu move. It's not, it's not, like, it's not on. Not so yeah, so we, can't, we can't give you an update on that. So there was also Edmond Ado moving from Sheriff Tiraspol to Red Star Belgrade. Osman Bukari also moved to Red Star Belgrade from Ghent. So those are the Ghanaians that have been moving. Let me get to my message box and see what your top three transfers have been uh, as we wrap the show up. Okay, Drew from Adenta um, says that 150 million for Kimmich is a bit too much. However, my top three signings for this window, Haaland to City, Mane to Bayern. Everybody forgot about that. Lissandro to United has served our defense a lot. Kobe from Enquanta says, my top three, Paqueta to West Ham. I'm a Chelsea fan, but I select the butcher. And finally, Ellen Haaland. Lambert in Dodoa says, my top three, Ellen Haaland, Martinez, and Lewandowski. 
TJ Fleming Sawam says my top three signings Ivan Perisic to Tottenham, Richarlison to Tottenham, Haaland to Manchester City. Ni Anang Fio inside Nungwa Adogon says my top three Lewandowski to Barca, Haaland to City, Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal. Sami from Osu says Lewandowski, Haaland and Aubameyang. Um, Kwame Ampom from Atomic says Haaland, Malasia and Martinez. Okay. Uh, Richard from Danfa also says that Delete to um, Munich, Di Maria to Juventus, Paqueta to West Ham. Um, Kulusevsky says that Haaland, uh, Lewandowski and Oba. Daniel? In fact, I, I, I missed the transfer. <laughs> I've been our Kaiser, you missed yeah, the transfer. Yeah, I missed Which the one is this? Because it happened quite early in the window. Which one is this? Paul Pogba to Juventus. Ah, Sally, behave yourself over there, my brother. Yes, exactly what Juventus need. The, the one who has been he's spending... Not, he's actually not wrong. After he, is, no, it's is, true. Is, exactly is, is what he not Juventus spending time with some Juju man right now? No, no, he's bearing <laughs> highness. According to his... That is the most... No, how, does a, how does a man bury a hyena in the middle of Old Trafford? I believe that's it's not every time I believe no, but, you know, but, no, that's no, what he's saying. No, but it came from a credible he source, said, though. Said, credible. Get French football. Get French football, I mean... Get, no, get French football said his brother said. But his brother tweeted it. It's out there. Yes. See, Matthias. That's exactly that's How what can I'm Pogba saying. enter Old Trafford? And bury... Dig... Very <laughs> The security man, nobody will see. Nobody the ground, the ground nobody see. I can imagine it is about. Anthony Martial who is the only one in the stadium at the time. Tale. Who sees it? The groundsmen of Premier League clubs are they are professionals. So professional. It's not some random guard now. This someone is probably studied <laughs> horticulture and things. Yeah. He has a master's in in groundskeeping. Yeah, he are rooms where this this Someone came to dig his pitch. You you think I move animals by heart in, in, in England? Where is he going to get a hyena from? He went to Taliba, the bottom line is that Paul Pogba has been spending money on ways and means. Oh, trying to keep fit, but the fitness is not important. You mean it is not it is not a Ghanaian and an African thing? No, no. The white, ah, look, all these sacrificing cows and, and, and chickens and things. Oh, but we know these things. Popoba, respect yourself. Let me read more. Tao Chichimese says his um, top three Onana, Mopai, Ghana, Gay. Wow, okay. The Nevertin fan, Allah. Yeah. yeah. Farouk Helena says Haaland, Jesus, and Di Maria. Nidodu from Collegono says Haaland, Martinez, and Jesus to Arsenal. Raymond from Afenia says Haaland, Lewandowski, and Jesus. Neil Dante from Kaswa says Haaland, Lissandro, and Jesus. Bedroom Maestro. Oh, Chale. Oh, Chale. Oh, Bedroom Maestro. Oh, Chale, wanna kill you know, I have to say something. I'm seeing a lot of Lissandro Martinez. I find yeah. it very interesting because the narrative has shifted so quickly. From oh, he's I'm not tall enough. He's not tall enough to the yeah, I find it so interesting. This one, this one here, um, I'll read a few more. Um, let's go up. Let me read a few more. Gobe, Gobe, Gobe what? Gobenansa. Texting, 
Gobenasa texting from Matayoko says, Why is no one talking about Balotelli to FCC? Oh. Let's just do that real quick before we go. No, I am a big Balo fan. No. Balo has moved from Adana Demirspor to FCC. No, but I think he was doing well at Adana Demirspor. He did really well. He did very well at Adana Demirspor. I'm surprised he left because they finished what fourth. He scored like 13 goals. That's what happened. He fought with the coach the next day. He's out of the team. I mean, he and the coach had issues from the beginning. He got caught back because the coach is not serious. He even got caught back to an Italy training camp ahead of the qualifiers, yep. you know, because of his performances. There's Put some respect around. on Balotelli's name. In fact, Mancini's mother said that. She doesn't understand why her son didn't call Balotelli because if Balotelli comes, he will just trap the ball, turn and shoot no, and score. Bal- no, if I look at the, the strikers Italy have now, Balotelli definitely belongs in there. They should respect themselves. This, 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 Immobile has won top score in Italy four times, but he comes to play for Italy. No. Zuku, this boy has mm-hmm. just not been fair to his own talent. I'm telling you honestly. Balitoli. No more. If Bewa, look, Bewa. Somebody who Jose couldn't tame. I'm shocked. Nobody can tame him. Let me give you the closing prayer on this one. Oh, and oh Charlie. Oh, Charlie. If you oh, be a duty, 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 be Hobani bane jomole 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 ye hobase sale ayin Anthony Bashia Anthony oka won shi ka Anthony lala o Anthony lala Anthony 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 I want to give a shout out to my man Big man, he's a lawyer. It's his birthday today. I have to shout out. Big up to you wherever you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's it from us here. It's been absolutely wonderful hanging out with every one of you. Thank you for those who tune in to City TV, City 97.3 FM, Facebook, who sent in text messages, tweets, and all of that. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Did this with Coach Christopher Nimley, Daniel Cranting, Susu Graham, Nathan Kwao, Rita Mensa with hands in the background, Edwin Kwakofi, Daniel Squashy, Yahweh Jamie Tan, everybody who helped us to make this a success, to the camera crew, the directors, light, sound, everybody. It's been amazing hanging out with you. We'll upload this show on our YouTube channel so you can go out there and rewatch it all over again. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe wherever you are. Now on time she goes a place of ghosts. Now on one yard drinks a terrace. And if you coach, one can make tone. I don't know